and welcome to episode 422 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. Not to be mistaken with the Vanguard Saga. Vanguard Saga. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to try and take any of their, their, their shine. Their no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was about to say the one and only Vanguard uh, comic that you need to read, but Dan, you, you, you're, very, you're very humble, and uh, that's what yeah. I love about you. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of humble, what rhymes with that? Yep. With humble, apple crumble. And who else is delicious? It's Tony Esmond. <laughs> Did you have that written down? Or you just made no, it up? I literally just made that up. <laughs> and now I'm really hungry. <laughs> I, love I do love custard, don't you? I like a bit of custard. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I don't trust the American. The Americans do custard. Yeah, of course they know. do custard. But to our American listeners, of course you do custard. Do, you call, do they call it custard? They probably call it something else, don't they? Something cooler sounding. They call it jelly, don't they? No, yeah. that's jam. Love, you can't. You can't oh, no, love, maniac. Uh, you're just. No, you're trying him. to start an international instant on yeah. this show. He's trying to get me to do my jelly joke again, isn't he? <laughs> when they say, "Oh no, jam's actually called jelly America." Yes, I know. Everyone knows. It's been common knowledge for like twenty fucking years. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You can't jelly your cock in it anyway. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone, and we also have a friend of the show. Joining us for this, um, and uh, he he also said that he would uh, join us for the entire show. (laughs) What a fool! (laughs) We are rejoined by artist and uh, friend friend of the pod and part of the ACP community, Sam Hardacre. Welcome. Good evening, or welcome Welcome back. back. I love it when the pod show, uh, when a podcast like derails within the first two minutes. (laughs) We're just showing off because you're here. It's just a weekly occurrence, (laughs) just an absolute weekly occurrence. Um, it is. It's actually disappointing when it goes smoothly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done I mean, the advert. Yeah, we are. Now, we are going to put you on the spot straight away, though, because we? as as we were about to say, you can't really trust anyone that doesn't like custard. Sam, do you like custard? Uh, oh, oh my god! Uh, a little there was bit. A pause there was. Yeah. There is such a thing custard as too much Nazi. custard. I think. There's <laughs> such a thing as too much custard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got to say, yeah, there is. There's yeah. got to be a kind yeah. of yeah, a yeah, custard to about ratio surely yeah would you have it every day for a week i would maybe not a month for every meal though no uh, not for breakfast no i would yeah not breakfast for breakfast right. why would you stop at breakfast uh lunch you could have custard <laughs> this is a comic book show welcome to the show everyone <laughs> and uh we talk about the important topics in independent and small press comics and we're here to send you we've got a, a few very interesting sort of topics conversation and we're just gonna be talking about comics 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 for the next hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. It, I mean, time flies when you're having fun. And we, mm. We've got some fun stuff to talk about this week. Do you know what else is fun? Comic House. Comic House. Oh, I, I was going <laughs> to say like a, a log flume. Um, but yeah, Comic House is also very fun. And they are our sponsors. They are an indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as we do, as much as you at home do. I don't know why when I say that, I point at the screen. Do you do? Do you guys do this when we're doing this show? No. You kind of... You, what do you mean, Dan? What do you mean, no? Do you no, know? we don't. Don't, no. don't point no. to the screen. You just, there's no. just absolutely no emotion in you at all. You're just here. Just unbelievable. My hands are just, yeah, by... On the keyboard, you know. Well, doing, yeah, keep them where I can see them. Uh, <laughs> Stop fidgeting. Um, unless, of course, you're using your hands to swipe through the go. Comic House yeah, website and, and its app, the digital Search app. Search database. Yeah, it's got a massive database. Massive. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
it has an enormous selection of indie comics on there. You can list your book on there. Robbing and selection and of it's, comics. It's a real girthy an selection. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's going to pay us extra for this one. You watch. Yeah. <laughs> Loving this yeah. one. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ways to describe it. It's just awesome, and you should check it out. And if Brilliant. You, if you like reading digital comics, there's a Comic House app. It is basically like Netflix for comics, um, but it's got more value for money. Because there's nothing on Netflix yeah, anymore, is there? Absolute shite. Every oh, time I go to click on something on Netflix, it's some really bad dub. It yeah. just fucks me off. Or, or yeah. just some show that they've just spent a lot of money on, and it's absolute rubbish. But mm. I always look at it like... I'm pleased that the concept and the visual artists and all the people behind the scenes have, have got a job. But the, For the, the writers are usually shite. Um, but that, <laughs> don't get me started. Comic House <laughs> don't, is fun. Don't mention the writer's strike. We'll have Twitter on us. Comic House is one. I'm quite pleased AI is on the rise with those writers. Basically, <laughs> three, pa- £3 a month, you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics. It's been added to all the time. To find out more, and get stuck into this wonderful world of indie comics that we talk about on a weekly basis and start for Get stuck in is a favourite phrase of yours. I like get stuck in. I don't use it enough. Ooh. What was that? That was my phone. Uh, um, apologies. How, how many years, Dan? How many years? Uh, way too many to be making amateur mistakes like that. Unbelievable. <laughs> to the naughty corner. And while Dan's thinking about the wrongs he did, you should check out comichouse.com. Thank you to Pete and the guys for sponsoring the show and as always just putting up with this absolute mess. But what isn't a mess is this I was about to say is this show but it is. um, It is a mess, like custard. But there are some comics out there. The big puddle of spilt custard. Uh, this is going to have you ever be... spilled? Have you ever spilled your custard? Is this just going to be called the custard episode? Yeah, actually, I'm going to... right. I'm going to call it the custard episode just so like, yeah, like listeners that. are like, what on earth is we'll this be able about? to tell. We'll be able to tell because we before we came on, we were talking about like we can never tell what's going to be a popular episode or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter the title, how much we promote it. Some of them just shoot up, and some of them don't. So let's just call it the custard episode and see what, whether people. <laughs> yeah, <see those>. <laughs> Uh, amazing <laughs> welcome to the show everyone um yeah we've got some fun stuff to talk about what and sam we're gonna later on we're gonna catch up with your comic making journey yeah um, yep. see sure. how that's going so we're gonna put him on the spot we're gonna we've grill all, you we've all, and, and also he's got a, a couple of amazing books to recommend later as well so yeah looking, looking forward to that but gents do yes. we start what do you want to start with there was a, a, a oh, we're gonna go on God, no, you take it away. No, you guys can start with the big game. Yeah. Oh, yes. The big dog. Okay, right, okay. So we're going to start with a comic book issue discussion. This was a comic book that came out recently. It's an event book. Yeah, Um, we dug it. A very unique book, um, which is from the, the Miller World universe. Of course, you've you've heard us talk about like some of the individual titles in that, but this is the, a, a big gangbusters crossover of all the titles, everything leading up to it. Um, and uh, fair enough that one of us should like it, but it's sort of we wanted to sort of talk yeah. about it as as a whole. Well, I think um, we've got degrees of people who are in that universe amongst us, haven't we? Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to say. I've read most of it, nearly everything he's put out. Daniel, pretty much the same, are you? No, I honestly was kind of surprised when I was working my way through this. I was like, bloody hell, I haven't read that. Oh, shit, yeah. I haven't read that. Right. Like, But, like, you don't need to read all that to kind of to and, get it. 
Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah, th- this is what was interesting to me because um, obviously you've heard us talk about titles from Mark Miller and a, a murderous row of absolutely fantastic creators that he's working with. And uh, shout out to all those people who are getting paid um, yeah. by working with him. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic to see, and the, and the and they they're clearly loving it by the work that's put on each, that from yeah. each individual book. There is such a wide range of books and sort of themes and and all of these things going on that certainly there's stuff that I've read, um, and there's a lot that I haven't. Not not because I think oh I'm just not interested in that, but you, you kind of like you can pick and choose. That one's more my bag. That one's you know this one's yeah. more my flavor. Sometimes you you check one out purely because. Like yep. the recommend section of the show, people could just go, you need to read this because it's really brilliant. For instance, Nemesis Reloaded was a perfect example of that yeah. because the original series wasn't a fan of. No. Um, and I checked out Reloaded purely as a kind of like... Well, we okay. sort of nagged you to read it yeah. a bit, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. 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 yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm hearing good things. I'm interested to see how it's sort of been rebooted or well reloaded. And mm. that, it was night and day, a night and day experience yeah. for me. And like I said, way- I kind of found the, the the first Nemesis a bit kind of too yeah. uh, shock the, value. There's a lot of shock value. Yeah, I, generally, kind of as Miller's kind of uh, evolved in his style, I found his work just to get better and better. I feel like there was a bit too much reliance on shock at the start for him, and the more he's kind of like I wouldn't say matured, but changed, it's just it's just become more and more my bag. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I think the thing is with his work is I've always seen him like this since he's sort of branched off and done his own books. Yeah, I suppose from Wanted onwards is the fact, which is apparently it's like seventeen years ago, Wanted or something. I yeah, remember, I remember something like that. Is the fact that it's an easy go-to for presence for me, yeah. and I think this is an ideal model because I can, you know, as all these trades come out, I get my boy for his birthday and Christmas. I get him trades, you know, and um, these are easy because I know Magic Order. Nemesis, Huck, all this sort of stuff. I can get a trade. He doesn't have to have been entrenched in any kind of complicated fifty-year-old universe to be able to enjoy them and read them. You know, mm. yeah, that's yeah. a great. That's a great point. You can literally just pick them up and away you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, with that, that all changed with this. Yeah. Yes. Now, now possibly, possibly, po- yes. possibly. And we'll, Sam, we'll... did you did you have much kind of? You, we spoke briefly, but you said you had a little a little knowledge of some of this stuff. You kind of went in blind with this, or? Yeah, I mean, my knowledge is to the extent of like I've you know I've heard of Kickass, I've seen the film, mm. I've seen the first one at least. I've never read the book, and I've kind of got a vague idea of what Jupiter, Jupiter's legacy is about, but I've yep. not read any of that. So um, yeah, I came into it like essentially not knowing anything Cold. whatsoever. Yeah, you've heard. Yeah. Of, I'm guessing you've heard us talk about the ambassadors and nemesis on here. I suppose would that be right? I must have done. I must yeah. have done it. Sometime. It just feels yeah. in and out, doesn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we mentioned a few, <laughs> and like there's been certain standouts. Oh, just in case. Um, spoiler warning. Just in case. Just in case we drop anything, we're going to try not yeah. to. But yeah. there may be certain bits that we Should, talk about. That we'll Mark Millard dropped the graphic of like the the reading order and what's going to be in it. So there's a lot of these that I haven't read. We've got Wanted, American Jesus, Kickass, Superior, uh, Kingsman, Super Crooks, Legacy. Chrononauts, MPH, Starlight, got Hit Girl, Empress, Huck, Reborn, Magic Order, Progeny, uh, Space Bandits, Nightclub, and then we're into King of Spies, Ambassadors, Nemesis Loaded, and then Big Game. Is Will King of Spies being part of this? That's 
That's interesting. Just, I've got it yeah. fucking hooked because I thought that was a standalone, but. Well, I think he's writing a sequel, isn't he, to that? Mm, really? Don't forget okay. there's a son in it and everything. Yes. Yeah. And Roland, yeah. isn't it? Is he his son called Roland? Right. Roland? Yeah. Okay. It's another thing that's interesting about this potential sort of universe crossover that it, it makes me even more interested to see how it all plays out. Mm. We haven't um, mentioned the artist yet, mate. We should probably mention the... Oh, uh, it's fucking yeah. top tier for me. I love this art. Oh, yeah. yeah, this, is, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is Pepe yeah. Larraz, isn't it? Yes. This yeah. is the artist. Yeah. Um, a Giovanna Nero is the colorist, and Clem Robbins is the letterer. And there's cover artists, uh, alternative variant covers by J.D. Jones, Frank Quietly, and Jay Lee, and Danny Earls as well. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, but I, I think what's interesting about a crossover like this is a lot of those books, for instance, I was a fan of Chrononauts. I yeah. don't expect something like that to be in the same universe as these other things. Hmm. And to say that they are... And like Huck, for instance, he, he there's been a wonderful sense of almost one and done. These are just fresh little stories you can enjoy by themselves. One of the reasons I, I, to be honest, I wanted to read Huck was the I can read this and I don't need to know anything else. I can enjoy it for the story. I think he's is. writing the sequel to that, isn't he? At the mm. moment, I saw him tweet. Yeah, right, okay. yeah. Huck, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what's interesting. You know, there was all of these sort of stories, and to bring that all back together in an event sort of miniseries is fascinating to me um and will be very fascinating to see the echoes of it for the uh, the rest of the books moving forward because this is almost like a a temple a temple moment for the next phase of miller world isn't it really it's Mm, it's almost like you know the avengers movie before they started the second phase of all the films it's like you had the build-up bang event and then what, so, should what, tee it up like yeah, what go, yeah, go, give us, of, yeah give us yeah give us ends the end of nemesis reloaded is where it starts isn't it yeah yeah so he's kind of approached by this kind of shadowy cabal which you you get it's revealed that it's the the main character from uh wanted his name is wesley gibbons i think gibbons mm. yes and the the comic forget the film it, it, like this is all comic stuff but uh they they run this huge kind of like global network of this super-powered criminal organization and they in wanted they take out all the heroes and basically there's only the villains left and they start revealing that over time the heroes are starting to come back into to the world and they've got to once again go out and shut the shit down before it gets out of control so what do you what see i i think this issue bears second readings right and yeah. my second reading of it um i began to perhaps join the dots of some of the um the sort of layers of it, if you see what I mean. Okay. Is I think the moment says over satire in this. You know, we get that comment, mm. don't we, about they can't find anyone in America yeah. that Americans will agree with because they're just this sort of two party kind of system. Yeah. Um is is this a wider commentary on there's no more heroes anymore as the song goes? Is that do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. We've come we've had an age of heroes, which we kind of did in comics and in the wider world. And then we went through this prolonged age of anti-heroes and villains. And is that what he's talking about there? I wonder. You know, it's an interesting point. Mm. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, is these people are going up against? Is it just to kind of? I guess the ambassadors. You would think of them more classic heroes. They're trying to make the world a better place and yeah, yeah. change stuff for the better. What, but, what's What's interesting is he's got this universe where you have like the nemesis and the wanted and you know you have you have these sort of darker stories but he is 
he's a man that loves heroes and he's been building up loads of heroes like yeah in these books and this is almost i can see it and well my hope for it is the rise of this new breed of heroes because see, I, yeah, I agree, man. I we, live, like... we live in a world. I mean, this this is gonna sound like a bigger statement. We live in a world where the villains have been running it for far too fucking long. Yeah, and is we... that is that what he's saying? Mm. Do you know? What I mean? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, as a kind of yeah. In in reality, is that what he's saying? They, you know, they could, that's there the, could the, be the a sort point. of meta narrative, as it were. Yeah. yeah, and there could be a point. I mean, there's a specific year. Like, is it 1986? In this book, when they say, yeah. like, "See, to me again, that's the year that comics went dark and gritty." Yeah, the right. eight, the mid eighties, eighty four, eighty six, those periods. That's your Swamp Things and your Dark Knights and your Watchmen's and all of that stuff. Really, yeah, I know it's they slightly before that, but that's when it really hits. To yeah. me, that's what he's saying. I don't know. Yeah, the world got darker yeah. at that point. The old, the yeah. old, the old world of heroes. The naivety of no comics more... kind of disappeared, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, in a, so in a certain yeah. respect, yeah, and. You know, and certainly with a lot of the books that he's creating, there's an old school like, is it is it Starlight? Is that the, the yeah. character character? Yeah. Oh, mate, this? that me and Dan were chatting about this one we last time. I think just before you'd read it, V, yeah. and we were saying we we're reading it because he's in it. You know, no yeah. spoilers, but he's in it and for about are, four that pages. Is, that is a and we're like, please don't kill him. No, pages. yeah, that is a beautiful. Please don't kill him. Please well. don't kill him. Please don't kill him. Because the thing about Miller, he's like Kirkman. He'll fucking kill people. Yeah, yeah, you know. Because when there you're a, babies, big, you know. a, a character like that and they get introduced early on, it's like, right, they're going to show that they're not going to, he's not going to fucking around these guys and he's going to be the first one to get killed. The sort of yeah. show I ain't fucking around. But, but he, it didn't he, happen. I was like, he switches oh. that, doesn't he? Because someone, <laughs> yeah. someone else maybe is getting killed. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, we, I was reading that nervously, thinking, please, I'd like that. I love that character. Mm. You know I mean, that Goran Pardoff well, series is fucking mm, peerless as far mm. as I'm concerned. Well, it never sat well with me, the ending. And I know he does that. The the Wesley guy does like the the fu at the reader, which was yeah. like really quite punk mm. at the end. But I didn't like the fact that the heroes lost and right the yeah. bad guys were in charge. And so this kind of like making it right just feels so fucking good to me. It's cathartic. Yeah, really yeah. like... he, he plays. I, mean, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the use of cliche in comics later, but he plays with I suppose uh, an archetype here, here, doesn't he? With um, Edison Crane, AD, uh, e.g. Prodigy. Yeah. From i.e. Prodigy from his series, which I love, I think it's a great series. Mm. He's he's Batman in this, right? Yeah, that's why I see it. Mm. Yeah, well, Nemesis yeah. is the anti-Batman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's almost he's almost a Reed Richards Batman, isn't he? He's he's that yeah. kind of the super genius yeah. kind of like you know. And there's so many um, high concept, but also fantastically old school comic book vibes about this. Um, that <laughs> because. And I think maybe it's the world of cynicism we live in. Maybe it's because yeah. a, a lot of the comics that we read are pretty cynical now. And Miller has a certain dark satire to his books that, you know, one of the reasons I didn't like Nemesis was it was so nihilistic and dark. And, you know, I was like, oh. And this has... He's, a... he's also a guy who can write great Fantastic Four, great Superman yeah. as well, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. the thing I find interesting about him. Yeah. So reading this, and without spoil, you know, without... There's lots of people in this issue, and a wonderful sort of build-up. There's a wonderful build-up attention, um, but I there's a hope. You know, I want to see with all great superhero team stories, you don't want the superheroes to come in and wipe the floor with everyone. There's got to be, there's got to be the challenge. There's got to be the danger. There's got to be all of that. You you want the heroes to be challenged, and the joy of a fantastic story in any medium, any medium really 
is seeing people overcome it. Yeah, and struggling to overcome. And, and, yeah, and good overcoming in the end. I would like it. I mean, I'm not expecting it. I would like that also, that good overcoming in the end to be without a, oh, God, but I'm so damaged. You know, I mean, there's, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. so much The thing with this, though, it's only five issues, man, as well. Yeah. I do think, like... It's going to rattle along. Yeah, yeah it's a bit like the ambassadors. I did think, how's he going to get all this done? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's a yeah, but there's a lot. Of, bam, you know, there's no there's no decompression in this one, is it? It's it's, yeah. it's quite chuff full of in, in, really interesting action, to yeah. see what happens with Kickass in it. Because, yeah, you know yeah. the whole kind of like we can't he wants find to be an ambassador yeah. from America, yeah. and there's like Dave Lewinsky is his name, and yeah. sort of saying like I, I could do it, man. Like I'm he's begging, shot. he's writing begging letters, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 But, the other thing I like about it is conspiracy theories so it couldn't be more on point at the moment couldn't he for there's this there's this we're not going to spoil it but there's there's this dig going on and something's discovered and it is amongst you know at the moment we're getting these senate hearings about ufos (laughs) you know it does seem really really topical Mm. doesn't it that Mm. perhaps a lot of these conspiracy theories that have been going about perhaps some of them are true is what he's playing on a little bit here isn't he you know Mm. i think yeah Mm. um uh, sam obviously What was your experience with this book? I mean, I was admittedly quite lost to, to start with because mm. um, I kind of went into it completely cold, not knowing anything. And it's quite a cold open as well. Like the, the opening page is just like, you know, I, I, don't, I won't spoil it, but something serious has happened. Yeah. And as a, as a fresh reader, you kind of go in, right, what's led to this? Mm. Um, so that was kind of like, so I, I was sort of thinking maybe, not knowing that it was part of a wider thing, I was thinking maybe this will be explained a bit further on or in a future issue or whatever. Um, but I'm guessing, you know, it's been fed in from a from a previous book. Um, so I kept on, you know, I just kept reading through it. Um, and I kind of, you know, I enjoyed the writing. I enjoyed the artwork. The artwork's amazing. Mm, and the colour work yeah. is really good. Um, and you can, you know, you can, there's, you, you definitely have this sense that it's building up to something like there's all the, like these it's kind of told through little sort of vignettes isn't it like yeah yeah uh you know it focuses on one set of characters for a couple of pages then it scoots over to another set of characters and you kind of you know you get this sense that the the kind of the chess pieces have been put in place and the you know the, the next few issues is where shit's really going to go down um so it's kind of intriguing from that perspective of like right what you know what is going to happen even 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 as a new reader sort of half time thinking i'm not really sure who these people are not sure what their motivations are um but there is still a bit of a you know there is a feeling of right I, you know i do feel like i want to finish reading this just to see where it goes to, to yeah. me this um, this harks back to what comics used to be so you know before the days of trades and digital you would you'd pick up an issue of the defenders or something and you go, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. I yeah. need to learn about it. And because of that, you go to comic marts and fairs and pick up back issues and stuff like that. And you'd, you'd yeah. work it out. And I think I genuinely think there's, he's doing two things here, Miller. He's doing that. He's, it's a callback to that, but he's also a canny businessman. And he's saying, well, if you want to know about this, go back and buy this trade. You know, <laughs> mm. I think it's not stupid. Yeah. You know, I think it's, you know, there's no, a lot of people no, no. Who are, you know, I don't think anyone's appeared yet who I haven't read about, but there's a couple of, I don't know, is there, is there a couple of trades, a couple of things that maybe someone hasn't 
caught up on Miller, even hardcore Miller fans, not not have read everything, and they'll go back and find that trade because he made a point of tweeting. I think it was yesterday. Say all Miller world remains in print. So that's that's quite a telling comment there. Yeah, you know, you can go back and fucking yeah, read any of this. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got some depth to it as well. I think you know. I, yeah, I, I after you know all the all the what the twenty last trades I've read of his, I I trust him now. You know, magic order brilliant you know king of spies brilliant i trust him nemesis really brilliant i I trust him to bring it home oh totally yeah Yeah. Yeah. i was really kind of really jazzed to fucking see how this plays out yeah yeah and another thing i I like about miller's writing is he he just does great one-liners and great Mm. sort of like lines that just yeah yeah i love a comic that we send each other panels yeah Yeah. and it happened on this Yeah, yeah, it's always a good time, Nick. Isn't it great? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was um, going to do that this week, actually, with my recommend, because there's loads of panels in that. Which yeah, like, there isn't there. Fucking yeah. Gloss. I think yeah. it's, it's it's also um, a, clawing and kicking and dragging, like, you know, big two books into this. And I haven't read any, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that from for a while. So I'm going to say that up front. Um, but... Reading this this first issue of an event where I don't really have any con- context of the whole universe, I'm more jazzed about what this event s- story is going to be than I have been with anything that the big oh, mate, two have done in off. terms of their events mm. for a long time. Mm. Um, and it, I think in some ways it helps because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, during Big Game, are any other Miller World c- books coming out? Is it um, just big game? I think it's just big game, isn't it? Fight Club ended this week, didn't it? Exactly. Um, so it's almost like there's a concentration on this is what you've got to read, rather I'm than sure this, actually, this is what you've got to read. Oh, by the way, there's a, there's a series over there. You got to, that's that's a tie-in. There's a series over there. That's a tie-in. There's a series that fucking muddies the waters and and makes yeah. the, the reading experience sometimes fucking monotonous how many times have we heard from people we know or friends are just sort of like oh god the tie-in issue was just absolutely pointless it broke up the story it did this that and the other whereas to have a sort of like here's a big event comic bam this is what you got to read don't worry about it don't worry about it 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 kind of it almost ties in with like the discussion we've been having uh, you you guys mentioned it on the pod last week and the discussion on the slack as well regarding the Star Wars comics yeah um and that was one of the issues I had with the Star Wars comics is that you started very quickly getting around to, you know, you'd read one issue and then you'd move on to the next one and then something had happened in that issue and you're like, hang on a minute, where's, you know, what's happened yeah. here? And then you realise, oh, you've had to, you, you had to have read, you know. Some, yeah, this some is now tied comic. into the Yoda's Cousin series of comics. Yeah. You know, it's like that. Yeah. 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 And, and it really quickly got really fucking confusing and that's why i banded it because i was like even even on the marvel app when i'm not actually paying for new issues and things like that i was like i, I just can't be asked figuring yeah. this out like if i have to <laughs> think too hard especially you know especially with uh, marvel limited on a digital reading app like the the sort of the reading experience should be getting out you know the the app should be getting out of the way of the reader so oh, what they should yeah. be doing is queuing up the next logical a quick, a, quick, so, a, quick, a quick rant about the Marvel app while you say it is I, I was yeah. trying, I've gone back to read a few events and I was reading Shadowlands is it what's that Daredevil one? Oh, why did you do that? I don't know and um, <laughs> and uh, in the back of those issues there's a reading guide 
to the issues you read right in the back of the physical issues and in the back of the um the digital issues is a reading guide the guide on the app doesn't keep to it at all you know i feel like the intern who's programmed them into the app you know it's just fucking put oh i'll just do issues one to five whatever uh, you know and you think yeah. what about Shadowlands avengers or you know all you have to do is go to the last page of the comic you can find them mate hmm. i mean it's not difficult yeah. you know yeah. yeah and and i think you know if 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 this this uh this event series that's out if like you're saying it is entirely focused on that so for five issues or whatever it is you know if there's nothing else coming out until it's finished you know then i think that's a that's a good move from the reader's perspective because yeah. it just you know it, it allows you to concentrate the whole you know the whole reading experience on this one set of mm. yeah and uh, i think events, we you know I think we're pre-programmed to think that the extra issues, you remember Civil War Frontline that came yeah, out, yeah, was nowhere yeah. near as good as Civil War. We're, we're sort of pre-programmed to realise that they're not going to be as good as a real book. Yeah. They're probably just there as a cash cow. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think one other thing I've about... Got, um, sorry. Go, go, on, on. No, go for it. Go for it. I was going to say, I've, I don't I don't read too much Big Two stuff, but I got into uh, the Blackest Night event that oh, yeah. DC yeah. put out mm. in like 2009, I think it was. And... Um, and yeah, and I, I picked up a load of like the um, the spin-off sort of three issue runs that they did for like Wonder Woman and things like that. And thinking back, bearing in mind I've not read them since about 2010, I kind of struggled to kind of get into them because I was like, where does this kind of fit in with the rest of the story kind of thing? Yeah. Um I may need to go back and reread them because it's a long time ago and I can't remember what I did last week. So um, <laughs> but I, there was I remember having a sense of like, you know, how does this all fit together? And it's like, no, just give me the, just give me like the core, core story you're trying to tell, and don't kind of muddy the water. But that might yeah. just be me because I'm a bit, a bit simplistic. <laughs> yeah, no. that was kind of the beginning around that period where I was like, yeah. fucking hell, here we go. Yeah. I mean, was it? What was the recent X event? There was apparently fifty-two. Was it Thing of Swords or X of Swords? Or it was. There was apparently like fifty-two issues attached to it or something. This just doesn't need to be. Because no, also, yeah. when you collect it, no one can afford to buy that fucking book. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. counterproductive to sales, I think. And I yeah. think, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, considering that, you know, if we talk about Civil War being the boom that kicked off all of this, Civil War was a nice, succinct sort of like bunch of issues. You know, how yeah, many? How, else. how many people yeah. have just that trade from from that? Yeah, you know? yeah. I've got Civil War, but I don't have any of the other tie-in graphic novels i don't I've, need I've it. got the iron man one and that was that's what that's what got me into civil war because someone i think my brother bought me the iron man one uh um, yeah. just randomly is, is he a bit cheaper brother because that's always obviously the cheaper of the two trades wouldn't it you know <laughs> 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 no i think i, I think he, he you know because I, I liked iron man so yeah and that, that's when i you know i went to the comic shop and went oh i've read this hmm. what the hell civil war and the guy went oh here you go hmm. Uh, cool. He, he, cool. From a from a creating perspective, uh, and obviously the writing and you know the, the story choices. Um, here's a here's a question for you. Uh, Miller has obviously crafted all this, and it's all his own characters. Um, and certainly, when characters die or something bad happens to a character, or they have like a, mo- a moment in the sun, it it feels like the creators absolutely fucking love these characters that they're doing even if they're doing horrible things to them there is a there's a passion that i can see the the moments feel bigger because of it do you think that that has more weight than some of these um you know you work for hire 
you, you you've been given a job to to do like a, a big marvel event and you're given a bunch of characters you don't really care about some of these characters well, the yeah. trouble is that it used to be an attitude like maybe like 10 15 years ago when someone picked up the pen pencil whatever to write about a character it's because they fuck you got the impression they loved them and they didn't want to they see knew anything. about them they knew yeah. about them yeah but nowadays it seems like oh you you writing this character what's it about oh no just no let's make it about something else yeah, yeah. so it's actually yeah. not about them it's about a side character um that's basically a self-insert i think i think as well i think when these people are getting these things as i understand it you know he, he's very you know he, he, we, we've been laughing at the tweets he's been putting out you know of um, Gandolfini sitting there smoking his cigars and, and he's written, who am I going to nick off Marvel and DC next? You know, <laughs> so he does, they are well taken care of, aren't they? So there is that motivation, yeah. if you see what I mean, financially and I yes. guess, as you know, they're in the gang now, aren't they? And they're part yeah. of the firm, you know, it's all, you're in the mafia now, but the, in a good way, <laughs> no <mercury. laughs> but the, um, I think, I think also what you're talking about that way, there's a weight of expectation if you're drawing Spider-Man or Judge Dredd or Batman or something mm. on there. You know, there's there's that thing. And, and you, you I guess some of these artists and some of these writers are, are afraid of varying off the track with them. But with something like Prodigy, they can do what they fucking like with it. Yeah. 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 But like even it speaks to the moments when, you know, characters are on these pages that are from books that Pepe hasn't hasn't drawn. But the characters yeah. still—they're still given the moment, whether it's good things or bad things. Yeah, God only knows what the financial model is around this one. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, no. they look bloody glorious on the page. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's um, yeah. was it um, Ahmed Khan, one of the um, ambassadors? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, I think he's a new one for this issue, isn't he? Um, yeah. Is, yeah, is he really? I, I haven't read. I the think ambassadors. so. I yeah. think that's right. I, I was trying remember, to remember yeah. if he was or not. Yeah, they say he's a new one in it, don't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but. There's there's a scene of him just taking off and he looks fucking majestic. Do you know what I mean? It's a smaller panel, yeah. but like immediately it's like this guy's legit. You know, yeah. wh- whether I know him or not. And it's just... and Pepe's had to take older characters and rework them as well, isn't he? Which is quite yeah. an interesting mm. thing. Um, so JRJR's characters, he's had to rework a little bit. You know. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. It's inter- yeah, it's just interesting to see where it goes. And the fact, oh, the fact that you, these characters, you, they ain't gonna die, and then they're gonna be back in five issues time. Because death is pretty permanent in the kind of the metaverse, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's pose this question. You, you, we'll all have to answer it. You can kill a major character in the Marvel universe, <laughs> right? And they they never come back. You are given the solid gold lifetime um, <laughs> legal document that says this character will never come back. Who are you going to kill? Let's go to the guest first. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm frantically looking at like the few Marvel or, or DC or DC. If you oh, want to say DC. Marvel or DC. DC. Yeah. 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 Oh God. That is. I've... Oh Jesus. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I might just have to pluck one out of random and just say like, I don't know, Mister Fantastic or something. Just to oh, just you see beast, how... <laughs> you animal, yeah, you monster. Oh, I'm putting that on Twitter. I love, uh, I, you know, I love the Fantastic Four books, and I think it's the newer ones that the Ultimate Fantastic Four books that I've that I've read. But I just sort of think think you know, well, take Mister Fantastic out, and what do the rest of them do? You know, I'm, I'm, it might be interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna say mine. Go on, save me, Deadpool. 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 Fair enough. Fuck him. Just kill it. Yeah, done. Job um, done with him. Yeah, I'm quite happy for that character to pop up every once in a while, and I just think it should be 
are kind of a bit like Lobo, that standalone titles that are self-inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, when you I, put them in the rest of the universe, it's like, uh, it doesn't really work. I'd like, I'd like to see some more people do what like Rick Remender did like, with the Uncanny X-Force yes. with him. Yeah, I read the first couple of issues out this again this week, actually. As well as well as all the, as yeah. well as all the jokes, and he's still he's still kind of funny in it. But there's like, okay, this is a different flavor of book. So yeah, yeah. Um, Vince, me, ah, um, oh, it's already done. I'd say Wolverine. Oh, wow. you animal. They have murdered any fucking... Part of the reason that character was so strong was the mystery. The moment they revealed it, Superman lost his powers, essentially, as far as I'm concerned. And I loved that. I just want to state this. I fucking loved that character when I was a kid. He was my favourite. I drew him over and over, <laughs> everywhere. And just, like, it just became... Wolverine and the X-Men. It just became mm. Wolverine in this, Wolverine in that. Oh, he doesn't. He, he was never wearing his mask anymore, which, to be honest, is the coolest fucking one of the coolest things about him because that mask is. I remember. Badass. I remember reading him before you knew what he looked like, and then when he took his hat off, it looked like his hair was part of his. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, what I just thought about? <laughs> his yeah. hair fits into his mask. What? <laughs> um, yeah, it may be controversial, but I mean, I say that, and they they killed him off for a couple of years uh, a couple of years ago, didn't they? Oh, bit. I tell you, Storm. Storm's like Dolly Dimple, perfect at the moment. She can't do anything wrong. She's even though she just makes it rain. She appears to be undefeatable. Yeah, how's she that, really fucks me. How does she become like an alpha level, uh, Amiga level? Yeah, yeah, Amiga yeah I don't know. So like Charles Xavier's kind of like can do the whole psychic thing to anyone in the world. That's kind of fucking well powerful. Well, if you can grow someone's it... carrots for them in the desert, yeah. then you obviously Amiga level. Mm. Yeah, she's That's sort of Miss Perfect a... as well. She's a bit oh, up her yeah, own okay. backside. I like carrots. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't that, said? Dan, have you me. said? Yeah. Uh, I would go back to the old saying of like, only Bucky stays dead in comics. I would go back and like, sorry, Winter Soldier, Bucky, you're dead. That's good one. Like that. You're, you're yeah. not coming back because that axiom has got to be made right. The world, yeah. Think it's not just me, but the world kind of went out of balance when they brought. <laughs> oh, and should should have happened to Gwen as well. Gwen was the other one, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind yeah. of defining moments in characters backstories and lives and then they're like oh no actually we're back now so oh okay it's a bit weird they brought uncle ben back thank god well at least i, I don't know that they have just give, give him a chance don't give him ideas let's not put that yeah. idea out into yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> uncle ben watch oh, <laughs> i hated that when spider-man and like oh yeah my mom and dad were like spies oh fuck all but, that why yeah. why you don't need any of that yeah. it doesn't just absolutely muddies the water that yeah. just get rid of it hashtag yeah. frank lives by the way i'm, yeah. I'm starting that hashtag now frank lives <laughs> frank sinatra uh, frankie howard Who, castle baby he's still out uh, there he's coming uh, back castle <laughs> yeah. yeah um yes so back to big game we, we are thoroughly enjoyed it. and like yeah some of you out there just just give it a shot because it's i despite what you th- Whatever your feelings on the the comics, whatever the, this issue one is good comics. That's oh, that, good that, craft, that, 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 yeah. uh, uh, the bottom. The bottom line is it's just well made. Um, possibly it's it, gripping as well, man. It, yeah, it keeps you reading it because I was saying this before. Often, I'll if I'm going to read a comic to talk about, I'll have a notebook open with me and, and jot a few things down. Yeah. I couldn't put this one down. Yeah, mm. I just also, kept reading it. Also, yeah. without a doubt, I think um, the facial model for Wesley Gibson in this book is Stephen Lang. I have to look Who's that Stephen up. Lang? Stephen Lang uh, in Avatar. He's like the the blind guy from the film Don't Breathe. Um, oh, think, I know the dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. hard ass. Yeah. There's certain shots, especially the the last panel in the book. Whenever you see him 
He's got the don't know. He's, he's he looks like a younger version of that actor. Oh, okay, I thought he looked yeah. a bit like Luke Goss in one panel. A little. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know, well done. This was a lot better. Than well done, Mark. Yeah, yeah. well done, Mark. <laughs> you should keep making comics, young man. Well done, you. Um, I can see a, a promising future ahead. <laughs> We're Miller Marks on here, though. It speaks to us, doesn't it? You know, yes, that love yeah. of sort of adventures and superheroes and, yeah, yeah, you know, action and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, spe- speaking of other comics, uh, well, and comics topics in general. Hmm. Tony, you had a question, didn't you? Oh, yeah. So I posed this to, um, to you guys already on the on the internet, um, but to give you a chance to think about it, and I'll send it to Sam as well. So here's where the question comes from very briefly is um, – I did a podcast with Eamon where we talked about Starbeast. Now, Starbeast is the uh, Pat Mills, Dave Gibbons comic that is is came out in like eight, the eighties and is now going to be this Christmas on the run up to Christmas special with David Tennant. And what it's about is this, the two kids in a northern town discover a fluffy creature who looks all cuddly and but he's actually a fucking maniac, psychopathic sort of space creature sort of thing. And the people who are hunting him are these sort of insectoid things with grabby tongues and stuff who look like villains by, in fact, the police, the good guys. And um, we reached out to Pat, and Pat very kindly sent us a load of notes about it that he had. But one thing he did say is he said, stereotypes always need questioning in a story, um, which I find is really interesting. Mm. Um, And there's a couple of sort of... It really got me thinking about it beyond even the podcast we did you know and we laugh about stuff you well we laugh about those sort of stereotypes if you remember a couple of years ago we would get sent pitches through you know promo for comics and it would always be something like when buffy meets the sweetie and yeah. shit like that do you know what I mean it's just like yeah. playing on that boring stereotype why can't it just be its own comic and be interesting and be about this you know and a couple of things came to mind as i was sort of thinking about it and one is that stereotypes have changed sometimes for the good and sometimes for the worse um, as the world sort of turns. And also when you're reading a comic that is purely about a typical cliche of a person, it makes the story predictable. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so should we pose it to the the guest first? So Sam, what did, what did you think about that? Did you have any thoughts about it? Because I know you're working in comics. Yours, yours are sort of kid friendly. So in sometimes you have to lean a little bit into a stereotype. I'm going to say to you or. Yeah, I was going to say like um, I, I don't think they're inherently bad necessarily. Like sometimes you know there, short there are there are yeah there are there are bad stereotypes obviously, but in terms of storytelling and things like that, they they do they they can help you in kind of like you say having a shortcut to a particular character trait or something like that. Um, so like in in my work for example i've got a kid who's like a you know he's like a science whiz kind of thing so he's got a stereotypical kind of science kid design to him like he's got a white lab coat and things he's got big glasses and it's just like uh you know i kind of use that as a as a way to identify this is an easier way to identify what this what this kid's about um I'm just trying to think of the other questions that that you sent over. To be honest, well, um, I mean the thing is, like, I think the, the the visual language that we use in comics has ch- changes as per the world changes, society yes. changes, yeah, politics yeah, yeah. changes. So, yeah, yeah. so for example, just the the most obvious and simple version of that is the fact that you know in the 60s or the 50s, if you had someone turn up in a comic all in black, they'd be a villain, wouldn't they? Mm, yeah, you mm-hmm. know. But these days, yeah. you, they're more likely to be sort of a 
a bad a bad boy loner good guy you yeah. know yeah these days i think yeah. so the stereotypes have changed a bit like that um yeah i mean if you put you know nick fury in a comic in in the 50s he'd have been a bad guy wouldn't he because he's got that sort of mm. eye patch thing going on you know yeah chomping a cigar would, yeah exactly he'd be if he put him in a spaghetti western he'd be the bad guy wouldn't he you know um so i think that i think the world has changed a bit around it um yeah there are, you could always you could always also use it to subvert expectations as well. So you can yeah, actually kind of yeah. queue, you know queue up someone as a stereotypical kind of particular character, and then have them be the complete opposite. You know, I think that's act. what Pat's talking about. I think he's saying you have yeah. to subvert expectations because it makes yeah. the story more interesting. Mm. It doesn't have to necessarily be a massive story beat as he worked it, but I think it also makes the person more memorable. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Do you think you have to be a bit more careful if you're writing kid stories with? uh stereotypes and subverting i mean you, you wouldn't want to go into like a, a my little pony film and it's all a bit about friendship and actually oh, it subverted the topic it's actually about war or something that's quite a, a, a lash from one to the <laughs> yeah, other yeah, yeah but, but no, do you know what i mean i understand yeah but i think certain cliches have been overused so you, you know we always you know when stuff like um martial law and the boys and you know watchmen yeah. came out you know they were subverting the hero genre weren't they they were subverting the, the superhero genre into mm. being something where these people are actually quite fucking dark now but that seemingly is done every other week now in a comic you open yeah i'm um, like we, i've made this point before but there's only so much deconstruction and subversion you can do before you've like well, we fucking run out of stuff to do you need to yeah. kind of get back on and stop get, getting down to the nitty-gritty of making new stuff do you know what I mean? Yeah. Original, fresh material that maybe someone down the line can <laughs> just rip apart. But yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of constantly having stuff subverted and kind of, uh, well, we weren't expecting that. And it's kind of afterwards, oh, fucking hell, man, just tell a straight story. Oh, yeah, I think you're right, man. I think primarily everything's in the craft, but I think especially, I mean, this is very visual in the sort of films you watch, V, the horror the horror genre, where, mm. you know, Winnie the Pooh's now a fucking serial killer. The yeah. Banana Split's a serial killer. You know, yeah. ev- we seem to just be going through that constantly. You know? Yeah. And I think comics does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's become a st- the, the kind of the, the, a lot of the big twos outputs, and this is a massive broad stroke here, is that this become the stereotypical for me. And a lot of readers, I think, uh, sort of like, you're, you're going to get the same stuff. You're going to get the same characters. You, even like CBR was said about the political messaging of comics nowadays is just all one way. And it's like straw man stuff. It's just like, yeah, <sighs> this again. Are we going to get another fucking preach? I'm going <laughs> to yeah. pay five pounds for a fucking C- CBR saying it something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a lack of nuance and subtlety. I think to a lot of uh, sort of. Um, certainly we're educated readers now as well yeah um i think when it comes to subverting characters um some of the strongest ones is when you're reading it and it just kind of happens and it it it, subversion in some ways should surprise that's the point of it you know and so rather than um people going oh you should you should read this because this this person they give away the game too much and they make a big song and dance and like create a whole big firework event of like oh this isn't your normal sort of character and they do a different spin on it but for me it works better if i'm in a story and i certainly think a character is going to be one way and then the story spins it on its head and i'm like oh oh and then but then that also don't do it cheaply though that's the thing as well don't do it don't do it if you if you also if you handle it right it does that wonderful thing that that great sort of fiction does. It makes the reader question things. 
Not to the point of like, oh, I'm going to question my very existence, but just to the point of like, oh, why did I think that person was that way when they were actually hmm. this other thing? Yeah. You know, yeah. it, 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 it provokes discussion and questions, which is which is a very powerful thing that the comics can do. You know, as well as like it can just be cool with certain characters, but you know, it, it could lead to sort of just bigger thoughts and getting getting a, getting someone to sort of second guess themselves about the way they think about a certain type of person. Yeah, is a major yeah. fucking thing to do. And it's something yeah. comics as good comics have done for many yeah. years. Yeah, you know, you know. oh, totally. Because it's like you've had that with the Green Arrow and uh, Green Lantern stuff when they would pre- be presenting both you, you, sides the of an argument and the topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the line about you know you you look after the the blue man and the yeah. you know the green alien and but you never look after the black man and that's yeah. still one of the greatest yeah. moments yeah. ever. But rather yeah. than sort of like you, you you have this kind of discussion within the pages trying to sh- be even handed and steel manning the arguments for both sides of a particular argument rather than just preaching one side. And that that leaves you none the better, none the wiser or better prepared to kind of argue a point. Like if I said, like this this opinion is right, mm. and then didn't address any of the kind of concerns or the negative points of it, it's like if you go into the world espousing that, and then the first time someone kind of challenges them, it, it's like oh, I've got nothing. Yeah. I hadn't really considered it. I think I, you've got to put yourself out there as well, Dan. I think yeah. you've really got to put yourself out there to subvert and you know twist a stereotype and a cliche and i think we need to get past this whole thing about oh he's written about a nazi therefore he's a nazi he seems to fucking 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 juvenile yeah (laughs) yeah there's also um some people will say oh i'm subverting things you know because you're seeing it from this perspective i don't necessarily think that works like because if you put someone in the perspective of the person you're supposed to be subverting you're giving them a direction i think it's more powerful when you let the reader make a decision for themselves and then you twist that on them do you Mm. mean because if you're oh i'm subverting this character because we're seeing it from that side that's not really how it works i think subversion is subversion plays on I've got an opinion of what you are. Holy shit, I was wrong. What? Yeah. You know, so so it's the other way. You know. Yeah, I think that's very important. I think testing and lead and, and not leading the right. You know, you yeah. look going back to Miller's work. He does it all the time. Where you go, yeah. oh right, yeah. oh. I was expecting yeah, yeah. this, and then yeah, oh, yeah. It's not and that's that what it. and that's what Pat does in that story. You know, you'll think, oh, cuddly, oh yeah. no. It's, you know, it's like sometimes you know, even when these like villains will do these huge you know they're just they're painted as like you know and we're talking like galaxy ending sort of villains and you know they're doing these horrible things and and, but it can take one bit of dialogue or one when you get a villain to sort of if they get someone to to say i see where they're coming from Mm. that is fucking that's yeah. that's strong you know and what i mean what i mean by that is i don't mean oh right the villain's right makes them understandable yeah. but you yeah. they have to have well, a reason yeah, yeah. raise on detra the yeah. thanos the, same the thing. thanos argument isn't it right. it's all yeah, like, yeah. okay my thing is like you, you're presented with a problem and the def- def- you're defined by how you tackle that problem so say like to define the villain and the hero my street is strewn with rubbish so i'm going to go out in a bin liner and i'm going to collect all the rubbish the the evil approach is and when I see someone dropping rubbish, I'm going to smash them over, over a bat. You know what I mean? It's, it's the <laughs> wrong way. I'm making notes. This. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's the wrong way of approaching it. So if you want to use that Thanos method, it's like there's not enough resources in the universe 
I'll cut everyone, I'll cut down the number of people. Yeah. Rather yeah. than I'll create more resources for people because yeah. that's well within my remit. But everyone, some people are pointing out, it's like, well, that's the prop, that's the flaw. That's why he's the villain because yeah. he sees this problem, but he's approaching it from the wrong way and yeah. tackling it incorrectly. Which is what a lot of people do in the world anyway. And yeah. Then think that, yeah, you're right, man. And, and that's the real world implications of what we're talking yeah. about here yeah. is the thing is like people in the real world, I mean, Tony Blair was probably quite a charismatic politician, but he appears to have started a war for no reason. Yeah. If you read the papers, mm. you know, people, this, the real villains in the world are often like smiling, fucking, you know, oh, my neighbor was all right. He seemed like a really, really good looking, nice bloke. Oh, no, he'd be yeah. murdering people. He was, he was from you know, West. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's that sort of thing. <laughs> it's, I don't want to lag on about Tony Blair because there's other politicians out yeah. there who are like smiling at you, shaking your hand. I think that's important. You know, it's the real world implications that we see within the comic book page and not, and everyone who, you know, con men, con men, a lot of con men are, you know, are dirty fuckers, but they're probably quite charming people as well. Yeah. That's how they, yeah. why they yeah, trade, yeah. man. There's so many times yeah. I've seen people getting taken in by stuff. And I was just saying, yeah. mate, why do you do that? It's like me it and you and so our only fans have it, Dan. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also the bin man butcher. Shirtless. Bin man butcher. I, I had a colleague and she was buying a stereo. Uh, <laughs> a pair of speakers, and uh, they were meeting them in a McDonald's drive-through at eleven at night. And she was telling me this story, and he said, "Look, you'll get in the car, and I'll show you the speakers." And she was like, "Oh, where'd you get these from?" He's like, "Oh, don't ask." And she was sort of like, "Okay." And I was like, "So let me do. You met a stranger <laughs> at a car park at eleven p.m. in a McDonald's car park and got in the back of their car." She kind of like paused for a moment and go, "Yeah, that probably wasn't a good idea." But yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, I tell you about the day yeah. about when I bought my new car. I went in the. I, I told you the story. I mean, I went in this. She was the lady was showing me in the car showroom. She was showing me all the bits, and she was showing me this how you plug your phone in to get the stereo on and stuff. And I went, yeah. "Has it got a CD player, player, player?" And she went, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Just trolling her. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. it's kind of it's yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, but strange, yeah. Generally, I was thinking about stereotypes and like it's a tool we all use. But is there a positive to it? As a neg- there's definitely a negative because you can kind of like write people off on on a, a stereotype you've got. Uh, yeah. But you have them as it's a useful kind of shorthand tool for sort yeah. of like oh fuck me, there's a geezer driving around in a white van offering sweets to kids. I know. Yeah, nonsense. Stereotype that. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think I think they're usable and not usable. I think sometimes you've got to apply yourself to like twisting the reader's perceptions of what's happening, and and sometimes they're a nice little quick shortcut. Perhaps that scale changes when we're doing kids comics, like you say, yeah. Sam. You know, there's a yeah. there's a sliding scale of what needs to be done and needs to be done on a page quickly. Sometimes, so you have to reduce it to a stereotype. And it's that's what comics right. is, though, isn't it? Comics is a visual language, so it's got to be done sometimes. I think, you know. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes back to the original sort of question anyway which is you know the stereotypes always need questioning and mm. you know you can you yeah. can question them even if yeah. even if the answer you get to is you, uh yeah the stereotype in this instance is working spot on for the story yeah you know you don't you, you don't always have to kind of go against the grain just for the sake of it because you know it's it's always got to be in serv- service of the story or the character yeah yeah speaking of stereotypes i literally just got a whatsapp message from john ottaway and it's a video I'm not going to open that. No, no, no. Uh, that's yeah. probably the best. Love you, John. Love you, John. Love you, John. Yeah. a roll of carpet into a lay-by. <laughs> <laughs> John's, John's, <laughs> taking, John's yeah. taking someone to the train station again, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yellowstone joke for you. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah an interesting question. I think I'm going to keep thinking about that one. Yeah, it's a nice one to apply yeah. when you're writing or, you know, creating a comic, isn't it? Think it's one of those questions you should ask yourself when you're doing something. Yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it could be a powerful sort of storytelling tool. Yeah. I think. Speaking of storytelling, Good. though. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Uh, thanks, speaking of the show, <laughs> <laughs> if everyone's a friend of this show, why would they not yeah. be? Exactly. Uh, what was that noise, Dan? Tell you, there, there tell you what, um, you know that. Yeah. If you've, um, if you, if you're on Substack, get on Pat's Substack. Oh, it's great. Shout out. It's, uh, yes. His his um, his page turner series is is like a treasure trove of how to make comics. It's it's really. I've not read it all yet, but. Yeah. Okay. Charlie's Walking yeah. one came out this morning. I was just reading it actually. Yeah, really good one. Yeah, he was posting up some pages, uh, interior pages of uh, the Vampire Night. Oh, was, how like, good was that? Fucking hell! Yeah, mm. it's kind of like well, I want this book twice. Once where it's just pencils, and once where it's finished because it's yeah. fucking amazing. I yeah. see why the guy takes so long doing these pages because they're just unreal. It's... Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I'm okay to say this coming soon to Global Comics. Hey, there you go. There you go. Another yeah. first. Who are Global Comics absolutely flying. That uh, app is this yeah. the biz. Yeah. Who, who are we talking about? Well, go back a couple of episodes and uh, you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> actually, episode 417. Global Comics with an X. Yeah. Oh, Do you remember ComX? Yeah. The, the UK publisher. I um, sent them a pitch. Did you back really? Back in the day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Comics. I bet not that on the browser. I don't know what I get. <laughs> they had I some... Maybe that was a problem. Yeah, yeah. they had some Razor had... Jack. Yeah. Razor Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah Do you remember some... Electric Comics? <laughs> yeah, Electric. <laughs> we did a big thing on them. We had prizes and everything. Yeah. Where yeah. did they go? We're still here. I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't. I, I dare not speak. That was an app, wasn't it? I don't my iPad. It was an app. Yeah. It's a good it little was, app. And then there was off. like a couple of good titles on there that were kind mm. of specific. But they, I don't know what's happened to those comics. Are they just in the ether now? Or? I don't know. One was by... Oh, I'm trying to think now. Nicola... Who does Teen Titans at the moment? It was Wonder Woman Eyes. Stott? Uh, no. Oh, I can't remember now. Yeah, sorry. Go was on. it Nicola Stott? No, it wasn't. No, it was before oh. Nicola started, really. Oh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. But back back to storytelling. Uh, Sam. Yo. Yep. How, how, how has your storytelling and comic-making journey been since we last spoke to you, my friend? Hundred mm. oh episodes since we last spoke. Hundred episodes and yeah. the com the comics marketplace, um, publishing and everything in between has That's changed, changed yeah. quite a bit. So, from your perspective, how has it all been? Because you've been doing some DUI oh, yeah. stuff and other stuff, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So I've I've done a couple of contributions to some uh, some smaller projects here and there. Um, but in terms of my my main comic stories. Um, I've made a lot of progress, but I've also made no progress at all based on because um, <laughs> because uh, last time I spoke to you guys, I was working on Splorers issue one, and I'm still working on Splorers issue one. Um, but I say still, what I've actually done is I've rewritten it. Um, okay. So I'll, yeah, so I'll just quickly go through the the background of it. So I finished issue one or the original issue one, post put that put that out a couple of years ago. Uh, that that went on to Comic House and things like that. And um, whilst I was getting good feedback from people, people saying they enjoyed it, I've got friends with kids who were looking forward to the next issue and things, I 
cracked on with writing issue two. Um, and then I actually got to the end of inking. Uh, I think I did about 20 pages or 24 pages for issue two. Hmm. And I, I started getting a bit cold feet and I weren't sure why. And I kind of shelved the project for a while. And um, okay. right. and when I went to Thought Bubble um, last year, I think it was, um, I always stop around um, Mark Jackson's table because you know he's a yeah. really nice guy and he's always got time for a chat and um, I kind of see and he, your he, comics are in almost the same area somehow a bit as well you know yeah I think so kind of you know all age kind of area I guess um, his style yeah. is very different to mine though to be fair but um, okay. but yeah, yeah I, but I was that, talking yeah. to him about um, so his his series Spook Kids um He's done three issues now, I think, or four issues. And that is a, a series that he originally did in issue one and then restarted the issue, uh, the series. And so I was just talking to him about that and just saying, oh, how come he did that? And he was like, well, I, you know, I was looking back on issue one whilst I was working issue two and it wasn't kind of as snappy as, as I wanted it to be. So he wanted it to be a bit more kind of condensed, kind of single page comic gag type thing so he just went back and redid the whole thing and i was like oh you can do that even though you've published something you can just go oh, actually no scrap that i'm just going to start again um and that kind of you know i went away and it kind of gave me permission in a weird way that's a weird way of saying it but i allowed myself to sort of say well if i if i were to start again what would i do differently because the issues i had with with the what i'd done was the story wasn't kind of getting getting going as fast as I wanted it to. Um, I had some issues with the art, like the character models were completely off, like they weren't consistent at all. And that, and that, that wasn't even a case of, you know, um, just looking back and saying, oh, I've, you know, I've developed as an artist. That's, you know, that's not what happened at all. Um, it was, it was just like, no, objectively, this is, this is not good. So, okay. With that in mind, um, I basically just sort of took the the core story beats, which you know I had no problem with, and just kind of allowed myself to work with that uh, as a fresh idea. And and I feel like where I am now, it's it's setting up the story a lot better because it's focused on the three core characters, um, which are the you know, the main the main focus of the story is this relationship between the brother and sister. Um, and there wasn't much of that in the original issue one, whereas this time it's a lot more focused on that and the the three core characters. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so that's where I'm now. I'm working on getting that issue finished. That probably won't be finished until September at the earliest, I guess, just because I'm going on holiday next week and I'm not doing any work on my holiday. Um, yeah, so that's where I, that's where I currently am. Um, Okay, man. It's bra- it's a brave move to do. That. Yeah, yeah, totally. Did it take a lot of thinking yeah. about that, or did you think oh, I'll just do another project, or you know, these sort of things come into your head? I guess. Yeah, I did. I did shelve it for about six months, I think, where I just kind of said, "Right, I'm I'm done with it." Um, you know, it takes it's a lot of guts to go much. back to it. Yeah, I was going to say it's almost like you don't. I guess in a way, you didn't really want to look at it for a period of time, did you? Or no, no, that was steal it. yourself it was... to go back to it almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was it was like a real, you know, it took a lot of effort to even think about it. And it did start feeling like a dragon. 
you know, and you guys have said before on the on the podcast many times, like if you're not enjoying it, why do it? And mm. that's where it was, you know, it was that kind of thing that kind of solidified it in my head. I was like, well, I'm not enjoying spending the time doing this. So I'll just go work on other things where I do enjoy, you know, working on a little project. And then, you know, when I started thinking about, you know, what 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 would I do if I started again? And I kind of got that enjoyment back because I started thinking a bit more of like, oh, I'm not I'm not bound by the constraints that I've that I'd given myself. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it just gave me a bit of freedom to think a bit more creatively, which was a bit more exciting. Um, what you've done there is you've taken you've massively taken a walk around the block when you were at work, yeah. haven't you? Mm. You know, you've yeah. you've allowed it, you know, to, to sometimes doing something different just allows you to rethink and come up with ideas. You know, even in my yeah. work day, if I take a walk around the little green outside my office, I always come up with, oh, all right, I missed this or I can do this. Mm. You know? And you just done a massive version of that, really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which, you know, it, it does suck because it, it does mean that I've kind of essentially wasted a couple of years of my life working on this <laughs> other comic. But I'm know. trying to put that out of my head and think there's a, you know, there's a reason for it. The, and, uh, you know, it's all, we it's remember all the bad times as well. Sometimes we we're too hard on ourselves, don't we? And we remember the yeah. hard times compared to the good times, you know. Um, yeah. I think sometimes we need to. You need to remember that you did have great fun creating that comic, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. And it's all part of the journey, isn't it? To you know, it's the this the destination, isn't it? And if if you've gotten yeah. to a point where you're enjoying it again, do you know what I mean? Where it's that that speaks volumes, isn't it? Because you don't want to be. No one wants to be working on anything or plugging a project that they're just not. I mean, D- Dan, if if you were, I mean, I don't know how you've managed to do Vanguard this long. Yeah, but you clearly, me, mate. but <laughs> it's uh, methamphetamines. No, um, but if you weren't enjoying it, would you call it a day? Jack in definitely, yeah, without doubt. Could you yeah. do that? Could you walk away? Or would you have to like finish it? You know, uh, I'd have to finish it. Yeah, but. You, yeah, if it's if you're not getting out of it, what you want to get out of it, and you're not making loads of money out of it, it's kind of like, man, just change it up. It's fucking life's too short to be spending loads of time and mm. stuff. You don't. I mean, in the period you've done it, you must have had a few moments where you've thought, oh, this is hard yeah, work yeah, 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 yeah. How do you how do you shake that off? Do you think? Uh, there's times where I've like struggled to get it done. It's just like I just get my head down and and do it. But I have have the breaks between issues and the the, the story. Like I've had it changing all over the place and it moves quite quickly so i always try and think well what what i'd like to do and what would be fun to do and fun to read and i make that comic yeah, that yeah. i want to make yeah. and do you, read. do you have like a do you have like a an overall arc already predefined or do you do you have like a, a vague like where you, you got an end point but yeah where, how, there's the like a bunch of a bunch of bullet points on like a document yeah. where it's like right i've got to do this this is heading to that that's heading to that so i kind of roughly yeah. know where everything's going and sometimes it changes a little. Things get changed because the story changes during the telling. But I yeah. kind of know where I'm going and know where it's going to end. So yeah. I could one of those things like I could just blow this wide open and have it going for the rest of my life. But it's like no, I want this to to end. So this is a good point, and that's where it's going to go. Mm. Yeah. Plus, you built up a massive audience around that man, and that I think part of that is that keeps you going a bit, doesn't it? As well. Yeah. yeah like I, I really don't want to let people down. Like mm. start yeah. telling the story, and then you just fuck off. Do you think part of it is that. a work? Do you think part of it is a work ethic? Then, uh, I would for me definitely. Yeah, it's a work ethic. I, I can't. It's this. It's this is a bit inconceivable. Like that. I, 
I couldn't fucking let people down. <laughs> yeah, but this yeah. is a bit like that. Doing this, I love this podcast. We all we we all talk about it. You know, mm. it, when we're having a shit week, we, it fucking cheers us up. We love it totally. Yeah. But we know that we've got to look at stuff ready and prepare stuff ready and chat to each other ready. You know, I spend a couple a couple of hours a week thinking of the comics I'm going to talk yeah. about. You know, coming up with the you know we all come up with the why don't we talk about this or what about this guest? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of work goes into these, but you know. I'm sure there's been moments where we're like, oh, fucking hell, I'm going to read for tomorrow's episode. But we do it, don't we? You know? Yeah. Man, yeah. There's been times I've been stuck on like coming up to the weekend. I've got nothing. I've yeah. read a load yeah. of titles and nothing's... You've said that to us a couple of times recently, Dan. Loads then, of times. Yeah. Like, magically, something has appeared, really, isn't it? I think yeah. that's what the magic of it. It, sort of does, it just does seem to happen like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think with any um, sort of creative endeavour as well, there's, there's always the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs of it, you know? Mm. Even if uh, people sort of say, oh, I love it. I love every moment of it i, I would sort of say oh uh, yeah i would say <laughs> yes you love it you cannot say you love every moment of it because sometimes yeah. sometimes it's hard fucking work and you and you're pulling your hair out and it's just nothing's going right the words aren't right on the page the ink mm. isn't right on the page nothing's going right maybe the reaction to it isn't yeah right sometimes yeah you know? yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. um, I, I don't know about you saying i've got my production schedule like i know when stuff has to be done at a certain time to get yeah. pages up and if certain marks aren't hitting i'm like Fucking hell! I'm gonna to have to pull my finger out to get this done, and yeah, it's oh god, no, I, yeah. I, just, I don't, have, I don't have a schedule at all. <laughs> that might be part of the problem. Yeah. But I mean, to be honest, mine's mine's kind of it's it's purely because you know I've I've got two small kids, and yeah. you know I can't guarantee how long on a daily basis I'll have to work on comics. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. you know, on a good day, I'll 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 get a good time of like between eight and ten, maybe. And then on a bad day, the kids will sleep till nine o'clock. And then we need to do more. We need to do more drink and draws, don't we, Sam? Because you always get quite a lot done during them. As I understand yeah. it, yeah, I'm I'm very productive on drink and draws. So yeah, once a week that'd be good. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, it can also be they've got small kids if they kind of wake up in the middle of the night and you got to sit with them for an hour or two. That can fuck you for the next day because you like you got low yeah. energy and then suddenly oh, I've got yeah. in a day's work all the other stuff. Then I've got to get back on yeah. to making it quick and even. I mean, I find I find a lot of what I do. It, I'm more productive early because I work at like a 12, yeah. 14 hour day. If I get in early and I go for a run and then I'll do some comic stuff, mm. I find that that is a more productive period because when you get home sometimes, man, you're shredded, aren't you? You can't, Yeah, you're done for the day, aren't you? Your brain's yeah. like porridge. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's very subjective to a, like whatever kind of career you are when, yeah, I think so. when you come yeah. alive to kind of get your shit done. I, I'm thinking a bit like you two, like early morning is the, the my, my peak time. Yeah, because we're always yeah. talking on the WhatsApp, and then like this morning, Vince went, oh, "I've just got up." Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> There's times yeah. I've been sending messages to you guys. Oh, fucking hell! It's like five in the morning. Yeah, tea's, no. tea's usually up. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. yeah. There ain't yeah. no fucking way I'm going to be up. Actually, tell you me told like... me you get up about four a.m. and then you go home. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah well, that, that's a different discussion to it. <laughs> yeah i have i have considered doing like the get up, get up an hour earlier but Stroy's doing you know, it, isn't he? Yeah. yeah yeah it's working yeah. out for him and, yeah i definitely think it'd work for me but i've got a three-year-old who still doesn't sleep through the night so yeah. you know, oh, okay almost every night we have a shit night's sleep yeah. so this got kind of like work through that and when they get older and their sleep pattern kind of hopefully changes mm. just yeah. yeah change accordingly 
it's, uh, it's yeah. hats off to Matt because he's doing that. Matt yeah. Schrott is doing the yeah. wake up yeah. an hour early. And... But it's finding a, a routine that works for you in any mm. way, shape, or form, yeah. isn't it? You know, some people are yeah. night owls. Um, some people are early, better in the early morning. I get a bit addicted to the yeah. routine as well. I look at my watch and think, right, six fifteen, I should be walking down to the coffee shop now in order yeah. to, you know, it's like that. I'm, a, I'm a little bit addictive around that sort of thing. Mate, fucking you and me all over. Like that's the times. Like I've got to leave for work. Like five yeah. minutes. Look at the clock. Four minutes. Oh, I've got to go. Everything's going. <laughs> Everything's hitting hitting the marks. Yeah. So when yeah. trains are cancelled, I'm like, you fucking thing. Really throws me <laughs> off. Just smash people up on the platform. <laughs> Kick some old deer on the tracks. <laughs> Dan, do you do you find working digitally kind of helps mix, you know, when you when you've got like little pockets of time throughout the day, do you think working digitally helps? Oh yeah. For me it's such a it makes stuff so easy, like a lot yeah. quicker. Just I can quickly Bang it on, dun, 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 quickly do something. Rather yeah. than like you've got an ink and so I'll get all the shit out, get set up. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. where's so that pen gone? And that's yeah, that's something I'm I'm looking into as well, just because I'm I, you know, I, I do like working traditionally. Hmm. You know, I, I like think everyone does originally, I think. Yeah. 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 Hmm. But it's you know, it's so tiny. Like, yeah. you know, you've got to have these stuff with you. And it's like, oh for fuck's sake, right. Okay. Um so and, and I've been pondering whether to sort of look into getting an iPad or something like that, mm. and because everyone I speak to absolutely loves their iPad and thinks it's yeah, you know, the best thing for their process. Um, but what I've, I don't want to do is fork out a load of cash and then find out that it doesn't work for I, me. Yeah, I honestly was spending a lot of time looking into it and talking to people and having a go at stuff. I was like, I'm really yeah. sh- not sure about this. But once I started working a bit and got into my workflow, the idea of going back now is fucking so alien. I just yeah. like it's integral now. So, oh my God, I'm on that all the time. It's so good. We hang on to that process that we're used to, don't we? Because we, we think that our, our art is now that in yeah. a way, don't we? I suppose. But whenever yeah. I've gone to back to pencils and pens and stuff, I'd love it as well. It's like right. re- I really missed. It's like a holiday. Part, yeah, yeah, I really yeah. missed this part of the process. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's just, I, have, when, I have this weird thing as well where when I'm working on comic pages, rather than my sketchbook i ink differently okay. like yeah and it's something i need to i need to sort of sort my shit out really because i prefer the my inking style in my sketchbooks like it's a bit rougher but it's not like you know looser. sketchy yeah yeah but it's not like scribbly loose you know it's still fairly tight but um yeah and then when i get to comic page i don't know if it's something to do with you know i've i've because i'm using bristol board and i think oh this yeah. is expensive paper so i need to get it right yeah um a bit know, too precious like, about it maybe yeah 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 maybe so i'm kind of i'm trying to think of you know like the, an ipad's potentially one of those things where you know because you've got the endless ability to undo you know the the sort of you can just go the, for it and... yeah you can just go for it and not really care but the other thing i'm tempted to do is just scrap the bristol board and just ink on you know cheap printer paper yeah and then yeah. you know try and try and remove some of that kind of mental you know this has to be a specific way because it's you know special paper or whatever well um, i used to do it on like i bought slightly better like a higher gsm paper that would hold the ink a little better and just was doing yeah. pencils and inks on one page and then scanning them in and combining it all into one thing rather than having like right here's the, all the work on one page yeah. that process wasn't kind of doing it for me which i know it's not the same for every artist where everyone does it a bit bit sort of different yeah it some yeah. russell came up with something you, you remarked in one of my vanguard pages and i sent it to you guys about the is this my style locked in with vanguard 
and yeah particular to that project is that what he's meaning yeah, yeah i think i think so because there's times i've worked in other stuff like we, i've got the stuff coming up for dy3 where i've done it completely different and it's the, the vanguard stuff seems to be like it's a process i know how to get done banging it out so i can get these pages out and done and up uh but i think uh, the nature I, of you guys is because you're also i'm getting you're a graphic designer sam as well uh sort of yeah yeah sort of. So yeah. you, the, the thing I noticed about graphic designer artists, because there's a lot of you guys out there, aren't they? You know, comic artists, they also double their day job seems to be graphic design. Mm. It's just so tidy and every corner's perfect and everything's laid out perfectly. It's almost like you sometimes it's worth letting that go a bit and just being a bit more chaotic yeah. on a page, do you think? And what about yeah. you, V? You've not really said about this. What do you think? What, the relationship of um, being well, a designer? But also I think sometimes you've got to, Rather let than you, let yeah, yourself let, go a little yeah, bit, let the dog off the leash, as it were, and just kind of. Yeah, we're yeah. in your work is like everything's got to be tight and down to that line and tidy. I, I, and, you I, know I think mean? some of the um, and with certainly with pencil sketches, the work has just been sort of more enjoyable when it's a bit freer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. you where you just yeah. let let go, or you just like, um, because the problem I have as well is is sometimes in my brain I'm focusing too hard on an end on an end product that i can't possibly achieve because in my head it looks like someone else has done it (laughs) so you know so when it's like fuck when i started this drawing of i don't know snake pliskin from escape from new york it it looked a certain way and i can't draw it like this this sucks i suck you know all all of that shit where sometimes i'm like i'm just gonna fucking draw a nosferatu vampire scribble 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 ah that looks pretty cool i'm quite happy with that more sort of instinctual yeah. you think yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. think, I think yeah, when you sort definitely. of loosen when you loosen up um it really does help to sort of like just to take the seatbelt off sometimes hmm. um yeah definitely. i don't know yeah, i don't some, know what that's, some of the what, favorite pieces i've done are just random sketches that i yeah. just kind of you know I've, yeah. i felt the inspiration to do it and then it's like oh there we go it's done and it's really yeah. you know it's good for your mental well-being as well i'm guessing that isn't it you know yeah well, there let, let you go yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because I think everyone's <laughs> crippled. Every artist is crippled with like you know you're you're the your worst self um, self critic. Yeah, um, yeah. Not everything you know. has to be perfect. Yeah. You well, know, I find you know. the, the the if you start chasing that, I want everything to be absolutely clean and perfect. There's going to be no faults. Yeah. That's a fucking thing. You you'll never succeed at that. Right. It's yeah. Like you you can never achieve it because there's always something else you could have done better you could make it cleaner you could make it smoother you can need it your art a reason to beat yourself up i think yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh you just at some point you kind of just got to, yeah. it is what it is but i mean i mean when i made black like that the whole thing about that was just fucking go see what happens mm. yeah you know yeah. There, there, was, there was absolutely like there was no writing beforehand there was no script it was just like let's see what the let's see what the pen does I see mm. what I create from from page to page, and see what happens, and then what? Then worry about it afterwards. Yes, that's a fucking chaotic way to do it. But I just was like, just go for it. Let's, let's try it. Yeah, yeah. We, haven't got, we haven't got an editor at Marvel over our shoulders. Yeah. We can do that, can't we? You know, that's the thing. Yeah. That your chaos is different to say giving a crayon to a five year old's chaos drawing. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. there's a certain <laughs> amount of craft and discipline that you're kind of bringing that you can d- develop these pages and images to make sense mm. sequentially and, and write a story into them. Even though yeah. you're, you're doing that, yeah, 
you know what I mean? So yeah. it was... it's interesting when you work like that sometimes, and you do a lot looser and with like maybe maybe less line, you know, maybe less texture or less ink. Mm. Um, but as mm. it goes on, if you you find sometimes you, there is that muscle memory that you look at a, look at a page, and to be honest, it's you've done it loose, you've done it fast and loose, and it's done. But there's a little thing in your brain that sort of goes. Why don't you just add a bit of cross hatching of that bit? Maybe yeah. it's a de- yeah. that's the dangerous part when you just want to noodle a little bit more. Mm. The state of your mind when you're drawing is a very interesting thing yeah. as well, isn't it? You know the yeah. way the way it affects what you're doing and how well you do it and how detailed you do it and everything. You know, there's all these different factors yeah. that play in, yeah. which advocates why I only draw when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> one, one other thing I do when if I'm doing sequential pages and I start bringing in a new element, it's like right, this is to be replicated on every page I do now. Yeah, I can't that's have the thing one with you, fucking page super yeah. detailed and it's like, oh, fuck me, now I've got to do this for every fucking panel. Yeah, which track. I think is maybe coming back to what Simon said there. You've got to be locked in around that because you've got yeah. models, you've got what the reader's used to, you've got the yeah. same format per page, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I, that's they... why I always find it hard when people digital paint their comics because yeah. the art of digital painting is a kind of, you, you just work and it comes comes together. Yeah. Like the the process, how you get there for me is like different from one thing to the next. So the idea of doing sequential images where you're trying to get all these panels to look the same page after page, it's like it's like an alchemy to me. I really don't know how yeah. how you achieve that. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff, guys. Yeah, yeah. See, we're capable of interesting stuff sometimes. Thank you, Sam. For, <laughs> thank you, Sam, yeah. for bringing that out of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, Back look, to boobs. yeah, obviously, um, you know, we're looking forward to seeing what you got in store, Sam, because it's, it's looking great on the, the drink and yeah. draws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's, it, it looks great, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, if it's if it's not out like by by the time Thought Bubble comes around, feel free to boot my ass on <laughs> any social media. <laughs> <that I want. laughs> oh, dangerous words, dangerous words. But, I put out some reve- I put out some revenge porn. <laughs> I started doing that. Uh, I don't know what I've, that is. I've got that gif of uh, Chris Kringle from Miracle on 34th Street when he's fucking oh, yeah, the with whip. the whip. Yeah. I send that to people. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is, uh, it's such a well-meaning uh, image, but the way Dan uses it, he uses yeah. it for great, great evil. <laughs> That's what makes um, it even better. <laughs> oh, dear. Speaking of um, better, I mean, this has been great evil. We, we could talk about comics and all, all angles of comics and just work in general for hours and hours but we don't have hours and hours but what we do no. have mm-hmm. um, is some shout outs what shout outs have we got this week gents I've got a few actually um, so start so. off with is uh, Johnny Cannon's The United going underground um, it's kickstarter this Friday if you're listening to this uh, on the week of release I've read it it's really genuinely really good um, plus listen out when it drops it also it will coincide with a never on anything episode with me and Al absolutely grill him um we do accuse him of killing himself in a comic, which made me laugh because we got oh, really? from him before we got oh. to it. Um, are you going to permanent damage on the 26th of August in Portland, in America? Then go, if you are, go over and say hi to Falpy and Eddie yes. at the Strangers Table. Um, are you going to be at SPX or at the Baltimore Comic Con in the first weekend of September in Bethesda and Baltimore? Um, me, Falpy, Cliff, Strotty, and Sam Arthurs from Nobrow will be there. Come and find us. I'll be on the Nobrow table at the SPX. Uh, and I'll be wandering around at Baltimore on the Friday. Nice is coming up on the first weekend of September 2. So that weekend, there's fucking loads going on. I know what's going on with the world, but there's loads going on that weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would love to go to Nice, but I'm in America, so I can't do it. But it's um, there's a lot of our buddies, our chums, who are going to be there. The Reckless Boys, I have a table there. Sarah Webb, 
think it's her first experience tabling, which we'll be asking her about hopefully at some point soon. Newcastle Zine Fair is next Saturday at the uh, Saturday the fifth of August. Our buddy Ben Clark's going to be there. Go along if you're there. Say hello to him from us. Um, don't forget another convention. Don't forget that Andrew Hempel is offering free small press tables to listeners at the Bridlington Comic Con on the 10th of September. Um, also the same week as SPX, sadly. So I won't be going there. But what an opportunity. Putting the comic back in Comic Con is what he's saying. So I think it's a great opportunity. I know a couple of our people here. Uh, Ian's going to be at it for you other people in Ashcroft. Um, I, I was hoping after last year, I was like, right, next year I'm going to do it. But um, right. this year it falls on my son's birthday. So ah, okay. That's a shame. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you've heard me mention it before, but those free-loving, sexy bastards are back with Asteroid Belters Summer Slammed. The not-safe-for-work boobs and butts in a sci-fi action anthology. Uh, it's now on Kickstarter. Again, absolutely fucking storming it. I've backed it. This is hilarious comics. If it was just sex, I would probably read it. I just wouldn't tell you about it. But uh, this is actually <laughs> also really funny and very clever and really well drawn and told. So um, also thanks to Ian Ashcroft, who sent me a very cool piece of art over Oh, today. that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, he did like a tribute advert, beautiful, beautiful colouring on it. Um, get well soon. He's had a little operation. He's not too bad, but get well soon, Ian. And finally, Tribute now have a sub stack. Tribute Press. God, me, Falpy uh, and Cliff have access to it at the moment. More will be added soon. So God only knows what's going to go on that. If I can figure out how to work Substack, I'll be it. writing on it. So sign up for Tribute Press on Substack. Look for that one. There you go. There's mine's. Uh, nice. Damn. Podcast. Earth T Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. Brill. Yeah. Uh, the Hand that Shook the World. We've got the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Uh, part three of that. Yeah. I feel uh, that's Crossover. up now. Yeah. That's going to be absolutely fantastic. You might hear a bit more uh, about those guys fairly soon. soon. Very soon. Yeah. Yes. We've got... Uh, Change, uh, work in progress, comics anthology, an anthology of comics by a UK-based community of creators and what change means to them. Uh, Smash for its goal. Got another nine days to go when you uh, hear this. Uh, we've got that's by Joe Stone, and we've got uh, Zach's on that. There might be a few other people in that. I'm not too yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah, yeah people so we go. know anyway. Yeah, yeah. that. We've got uh, No Escape from Vida Futura issue one. Heaven is a prison with psychotic angels as guard. Isabella is dead. But she has a plan for that, a sci-fi afterlife thriller. That looks really cool. Go check that one out. Um, could do with a little bit of loving. It's got another 14 days to go on that one. Uh, Nave of Hearts, uh, 39-page premiere issue, indie comic Sarah Webb. Get indie comic uh, Nave of Hearts to a comic con. Steampunk comic where gods stir up trouble, humanity is screwed. I feel like I'm living in that timeline. Uh, <laughs> and we've got Blam and Glam, comic issue, issues 1, 7, and toy figure. Uh, guest on the show, uh, Richard Morgan. Uh, that was about how many a month ago? I'm going to say a comic set in an alternative 2020-2021, where a woman with amnesia battles the mecha monsters. Figure available too. Which, that was uh, that was episode four one three. So there you go. A Thank couple you. of months ago. There's a cover there by uh, Bangbez, uh, which is absolutely fucking awesome. Uh, let's go check that one out. Uh, I'm going to shout out the ACP recommends page again. ACP uh, hyphen recommends dot and it's got all the titles we've listed back to episode 408. You can, can you go stick back that in podcast discussions again for me? Because I think I've, I didn't bookmark it last time. Would you do that? Yeah, of course I will. Thanks, mate. Cheers. And I also put it in our little ACP group, which I've Thank got you, now. And uh, lastly, but leastly, from D&G Comics, the day has arrived. Top G, breaking illusions. Unlimited <laughs> edition first. 
Top G in his battle you, with Matrix. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. What the actual fuck? <laughs> You've fucking seen this thing. Yes. I've not seen th- it. Th- this is, oh, my right, days. This is, this is, in no, we just got to say satire. Satire. <laughs> yes. We are not in any way fucking. endorsing that. Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you look at the artwork and you think, man, this is fucking quality. <laughs> How the fuck is he like a billionaire or something? And this uh, is the art. Well, I tell you why, because he's charging ninety seven dollars per issue. It's fucking terrible. The the oh the shark work in this is absolutely shocking. But uh, yeah, there you go, top G. Oh my god, <laughs> not no. the one for me. Yeah, and a, a collectible iconic moment in history. Purchased <laughs> now. Yeah, well, technically everything's a moment in history. Forget, yeah, exactly. Forget, forget <laughs> the top G. We just want Dan B. That's all. Yeah, yeah. in the house. He's the man for me. <laughs> well, I love you all. He's married. Clean you, Sam. Some play in there. Oh, and big shout out to uh, Matt Scott. He's getting back into lifting. So is he? Yeah, get those guns on gonna... the go, boy. He's going to be a monster when I meet him in a couple of weeks. Oh, excellent. Hope so. Yeah. Mm. Prepare yourself. Yeah. Um, and we should prepare ourselves. Um, well, you lovely listeners should prepare yourselves to add to your wish list right now. Because um, we're about to recommend some comics to your ears. I don't know yeah, boy. What, that, what that even means. But um, as always, the guest goes first. And you've got some crackers, haven't you, Sam? You want to bookend this, Sam? Do one and then we'll do I one do. at the end. Yeah, yeah, that way. yeah, yeah I can do, yeah. I've got a recommend as well, if I can quickly chuck one in. Go for it, yeah, yeah, go. Oh, yeah, go. yeah. Yeah, sorry, just, yeah, just a shout out. Uh, so, uh, Jamie Smart's doing some signings ah, in October. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. You're buddies uh, with him, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine. He's a lovely guy. So if you can get to, uh, let's read this out. So he's in Birmingham at Waterstones on the 4th of October. Uh, then he's uh, in Liverpool on the 5th. He's in Blue Water on the 7th and then Sorry Brighton on that. the 8th. So that's, that's, a, that's a fucking trek and a half, is that? Fucking Blue Water. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you've been there. Jesus. <laughs> I have been there, yeah. Ooh. But yeah, he, he doesn't live too far away from Blue Water, I don't think. So, right. you know, that one's not too bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you can get there, um, tell him I awesome. sent you. He might give you a high five or something. I, my wife took me but, to see uh, Superman Returns in Blue Water at the cinema. She paid for like the luxury seats. And it was like all you could eat, like, like snacks. And it was like all you could eat, uh, had drink and hot drinks. Unfortunately, we went in the hottest day of the year. And <laughs> I wasn't really in the mood to be <laughs> drinking tea and coffee on a leather settee. Watching Superman's, but enough. That's my blue water story. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't been back since. That's all we need to know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. James Smart, (laughs) James Smart, definitely check out his work. Definitely, yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, um, Yeah, so on to my first recommend. Um, So I've got um, a book called Cody by uh, an artist called Jared Cullum. Um, it's about, I don't know, 120 pages, uh, 160 odd pages actually, um, published by Top Shelf. And it's basically, it's just a beautiful book, even if you don't like the story. It's all done in watercolour. Nice. Absolutely amazing. Um, but it is a nice little story. It's kind of, um, it's, I don't know if it's all ages, but it's, you know, it certainly doesn't have any swearing or anything like that. So I guess any age can probably read it. Um, so that's definitely definitely one to pick up. Um, he has a YouTube channel as well, where he's you know he's always doing watercolor paintings and stuff like that. Um, and I think he's going to start doing live streams as he works on the second Cody book. So if you want to see him sort of um, creating some of his comic pages live, then 
go and find them on YouTube. It's uh, it's definitely worth it. Cool. Nice. It does look. Um, we we were very fortunate. Sam shows the cover. Yeah, it's nice. Lovely. Um, Tony, what have you got? So I've got two. My first one, I'm going to go a bit mainstream with this because I think it's a much missed out. People don't talk about this. And I, it was one of my books of the year. I think probably my book of the year last year was Fables, the new series of Fables, or the ongoing re- mm. reboot of the ongoing of Fables, issue 159. And this is the Black Forest series. That's <coughs> the name of the story, and it's chapter 9 of 12. Now, I think it ends at the end of this story. I'm not 100% certain. But it never gets talked about, this book. It barely gets any promotion. I I don't. I can't remember the last time I saw it on the shelf at Gosh. And yeah. along with Yusagi, it's consistently the most brilliant monthly going. Gen- genuinely, mm. it's written by um, Bill William, art by Mark Buckingham, inks by Steve Lealoha, Who the three of them have got to be um, MVP at the moment. At the moment, I tell you now, because they they've been doing this book for donkey's years. Um, I know there was that little gap, but it's just so good. What a team! Do you know what I mean? Uh, with along with the colours by Lee Lowridge, um, let us talk Klein, editor Matthew Levine. Um, so this is the revival of a series. It picks up in numbering from the original series, and it picks up in story from the long-running Vertigo series. Now, obviously, Vertigo is now lost to us. So the the overview of the story, because I think you need to read this. But Snow and Big B and the kids um, who are growing up fast, they've all headed off into the woods, um, away from the troubles in New York City and elsewhere. Um, and in, but inevitably, trouble follows them. Um, and things start happening in the woods and there's a series of murders and there's a kind of um, a battle a, a war of wheels and war of you know actual war going on about who's going to be kind of the, the daddy of the forest and there's various players so rather than they decide to it the, the various players of this you know demons and gods and big b and you know they rather than challenging each other to a like a physical fight they say right whoever can solve this murder first this series of murders first will be the person in charge so that's where the story goes which is kind of cool um the um just beware it doesn't come out monthly you will have to look for it i think it's three months since the last issue um but has, there, has anyone here read it before yeah i read the first trade yeah yeah okay the the first trade's a different artist before i think mark buckingham takes over second or third trade dan so the, okay it's worth staying with um but it's so what they do is they get all the fairy tale characters um and they do a number of things with them they humanize them so they become they become relatable they become multifaceted they become um you know subject to failure and success and emotions and love affairs and um violence and you know they 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 make them three-dimensional people and they have motivations and weaknesses and fallibilities and you but none of them are 100% good people. None of them are 100% evil people, you know, which is kind of the short, we talked about cliches and stereotypes earlier, didn't we? They, mm. they, uh, they, this is the book that utterly plays with stereotypes the most. Um, very layered. Um, but the art is just fucking die for. Absolutely. Just have a look at a few pages while we're talking now, guys. But it's kind of, um, it bridges that little gap of, I mean, for a while we saw that on television, didn't we? We had all those things that were fairy tale characters in the real world, and I yeah, kind of think yeah. that's why Fables never got made into a TV series because we had those other things that I never mm. watched. To be fair, but um, it it's part fantasy, it's part fairy tale. Obviously, they use the backstory of these characters. So, little Bo Peep will be that person, you know. Um, Snow White is p- 
probably that person, but it's so much more now. Um, it plays into that sort of postmodernism, but it also has elements of, of maybe a folk horror story as well, which is really interesting. Um, they know what they're doing. I see, don't it? So you know how Hellboy takes old fairy stories, fairy tales, and gives them sort of a modern twist. He'll meet, you know, the I don't know the the Belgian bog monster or something and have to fight yeah. it you know this sort of thing they do that a bit as well um and but it involves the twists of being in the modern world as well um and they take that fantasy fairy tale in, in environment and they cunningly make it relatable to the reader which i think is really good just glorious there's there's a really interesting design to a lot of the pages i don't want to say this and make it sound like it's boring but the way that the pages are framed sometimes has almost like a stained glass outline to it. Um, you know, with it almost like a border with things happening around the edges sometimes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. A lot of them are full bleed, but you'll get guys with flaming swords and, you know, wood creatures and elves and stuff like that. And then right in the middle of it, it will sound, will land a helicopter. Um, and, um, Cinderella will come out cause she's kind of the secret agent of the world, you know, of their little world. Mm. Um, it's, I genuinely am I'm jealous of people who haven't discovered it. It's another one that I read with my boy. We read it as trades. I didn't catch up on it. I didn't catch on to the coolness till it started coming out in trades. So I, so I sort of read it in that way. Um, but much of the series happens in this forest and the current series, you know, previously it was in New York and it was in other dimensions and all that sort of thing. But a lot of the stuff currently goes on to it. And Larridge's colours, just man, he plays with the darkness of the forest the lush, deep greens of it, the fields in the middle of clearings and stuff like that. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and watch out for Tinkerbell because she will fuck you up. Which is <laughs> um, but yeah, my first one is uh, Fables. Get on it. It's it's the best thing on the shelves. Mm. From a craft point of view, why yeah. people aren't going on about this, I don't know. It's but also it's... got some of the most stunning covers. Like, oh man, it's so beautiful. Just from a design yeah. perspective and just everything about it is just... You can see why there's been books just of the covers. Yeah. You know, it's that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much the old Vertigo, you know, the Dave McKean covers and this sort of thing. You know, we would get these just amazing covers, Brendan McCarthy and all this sort of thing, you know. They were, they were very well known for their covers, I think, Vertigo. Rightly so. This And this is a continuation again of it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good, that's my first one. Guys. Nice. From one set of fables to another, because I'm going to jump in now with uh, my one. Uh, short one, but I wrote, read issue one of The Mighty Barbarians from oh, um, yeah. Ablaze Publishing, um, who are the guys that are also putting out, um, you know, the Conan, Sumer but they call it the Sumerian. You know, oh, the, yeah, the French yeah, I forgot ones. it was there. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that explains it then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, because this is basically um, The Mighty Barbarians, is almost like a super team made up of uh, barbarians. Uh, but obviously, yeah. the clues in the title. Um, this is uh, the writer is Michael Morisi um, of the brilliant Barbaric, and uh, art art is Giuseppe uh, Safaro. Colors by Barbara Nascenzo and letters by Jim Campbell. Good old Jim Campbell. Um, and this is essentially um, just a fun team of classic barbarians. It's uh, they're barbarians. They loot, they plunder, they conquer. That's what they do, and they do it alone. Until now, bum bum bum. Um, basically, this is a team of barbarians, including the likes. Well, the leader of which is Cull, 
the Conqueror, Robert yeah. E. Howard. Right, Cull. okay, yeah. So, um, when an unstoppable force starts consuming one world after another, sorceress Morgan Le Fay, yes, that Morgan Le Fay, uses her magic to assemble a team of skull-cracking warriors who must somehow work together to save all of existence. There's a young trickster, Anansi, a Viking shield maiden Burka, the shape-shifting Nanook, and their leader, heir to the fallen kingdom and mightiest of warriors, Kull. Um, though their alliance is uneasy, they will do whatever it takes to cut the, the heart right out of their mutual enemy. Um, issue one, essentially, I, I'm, this is how, oh, this is on like six issues at the moment. Um, but I saw this on on my sort of browse, and uh, just barbarians are just fucking cool, aren't they? Um, but <laughs> and I was, I'm, I must say, barbaric was a huge fan of of that. So I thought, you know. It, Michael knows knows what he's doing with this sort of sword and sandals sort of epic. Um, I, I didn't expect basically it's almost it feels almost like a magnificent seven kind of like because yeah I'm gonna say it's got to get the gang together kind yeah, of yeah and issue yeah. issue one was a very much getting the team together, um, which I do I do really like those that sort of plot point that whole section of like you know getting the team together you see something that they each one because they're, they're in like different worlds it's not like they're all in different worlds uh, on the same planet um they're going from different place picking up like just the best warriors from these places because there is a there is an evil that is just swarming through all of these different um reality is the wrong word but realms um so we have this cool um morgan le fay sort of moving from place to place um, you see the warriors just being badass, or you know, you, you immediately get a sense of the kind of character that they are. Um, and then it finished, but I didn't really know it. I didn't know Cull was going to be in it either. And I don't. I must admit, I don't have much history or experience with Cull, but I know of him. Yeah. So when that reveal came about, I was like, "Holy shit! Are they doing like one of those? You know, sort of mixing lots of different characters from different." Almost a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but with barbarians. Because um, I, I just like that. <laughs> I just like that kind of shit. It's, you can do some crazy stuff with it. Um, it's it's a it's not. You don't have to think too much about it. There's evil evil snake type magic and zombie like creatures, and issue one flies by by at a pace. Uh, I, I would maybe say sort of wait for a trade, see what the in, the entire you know the first arc is like. It's been out um, a while, isn't it? Yeah, it has been out a while. I think the latest one is issue six, is which is okay. Just coming. Yeah. Out. Issue six will be coming out in September. Uh, okay. See from the ablaze ablaze.net if you want to check out a lot of their other stuff. Issue six got a lovely cover. It's almost like the strongest cover that should have been the cover for issue one. Um, right, okay. I mean the cover for issue one, decent. It's um. You know, there's some good stuff going on. But I'd probably be intrigued to read the collected version myself. But if you like swords, you know, monsters, that that Conan kind of vibe. Howard, yeah. yeah. Howard. Who doesn't? It, it, it does say in the... Um, there's a couple of characters actually in it. Um, I didn't realise at the time, because they say Cull is created by, obviously, Robert E. Howard. Mm. Thongor. Have you heard of Thongor? Yeah, no. Thongor's uh, Lynn Carter. Link Carter, yes. Get in. And Thongor yeah. is the first character at the beginning. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I've only just sort of realised yeah, this. He had a, Link Carter wrote a lot of the Conan books after Robert E. Howard died. So yeah. a lot of them with Elsprog to camp. But Link Carter did Thongor. And Thongor had a very brief, I think, Creatures on the Loose, um, Bronze Age Marvel appearance. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, he's in the first scene. Not sure if he's going to come back into it. There's. Oh, okay. Right. His, his sort of no fate, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. His, his face is unknown, but I, you know, seeing as it is a name, I think it's fairly obvious that probably he's going to return. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I've got to buy this now, you fucker. <laughs> right. the, the, the Conan character is so strong. Like, with, yeah. if you think of it with Barbarian, you go straight to Conan. How do you do a different character that isn't? I presume yeah. you have to read the comic and find and, out. Uh, definitely um, out of it. Like, you can see, like, the way Thongor is drawn on the first page, it looks almost uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Conan the Destroyer, kind of like, but with dark hair, kind of look to it. He's got a big, yeah. massive skull on as, as a sort of shoulder. Um, armor, um, but there is, is he wearing def- a thong. You can't see it, <laughs> but you let your imagination run wild, Tony Husband. Um, okay. no, actually, don't. That's probably not good for anyone. Um, but and also, Cull was the way he looks because sometimes Cull for me felt like <laughs> this is gonna sound really t- terrible because I know there's been lots of different stories like a diet Conan. Do you know what I mean? There was there was Conan, and then but I know Cole are different kind of stories. So yeah, I think I Cole predated Conan actually, but I knew know what you mean. Yeah. I think it was presented in sort of popular media. Exa- you know, exactly. We've had Arnie, Arnie, and then we've had Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 and, you, and you think, oh, Cole, you know, they think, oh, because it, it's like Conan, he's got to look like Conan, that kind of thing. But he doesn't in this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He looks like his own, like a like a proper Atlantean. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's just a fun rollicking, getting their band together. Like I say, it's if you like those sort of magnificent seven, getting getting badass warriors together. I don't know where the story's gonna go, but it could be quite fun and adventurous. Oh. I think um, Marisi does has a good sort of pulpy sort of rhythm yeah. to his writing. I'm surprised he's writing for a place because didn't he do the the DC read writing thing? Didn't he? Do you remember? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And he's we um, had him on God about three years ago, didn't yeah. we? Four years ago, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant writer, and uh, obviously, I, th- I think maybe after Barbaric, they said, "We've got an idea. We've got these properties. Do you want to? Do you want to yeah, write something?" Tough. There could have been something like that. So, the Mighty Barbarians, uh, give it a bash if you like that kind of thing. Dan, we need like Brackman Morn and all these sort of people mm. in it as well. All the other Howard stuff, the really the obscure Howard stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I read a book that you got me for my birthday as a lovely hey. gift. Hey. Uh, the Six Psychics of Trigger Keaton. I didn't hey. realize I'd actually bought this in. Someone was, it might have been Gary Watson was selling this on the ACP Slack, and I'd bought the single issues, but I'd never got around to reading them. All oh, right, okay. So uh, this was great having the the trade. So I've just left the the six in the the poly. Yeah, I was reading this oh, as nice. um, as it came out actually. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I've, I, I really like Carl Starks. Yeah, yeah. it's just his humour is just so on point, and he kind of knows structure in the story, the writing, the dialogue. Uh, the synopsis is the world's most unlikable action star has been found dead and his previous TV psychics are looking to solve the mystery. How can you catch a murderer and almost everyone hated the victim? Now these sun ki- stunt kids, sidekicks are going to learn what it means to be a star in the new, uh, show up, the new show. That is if any of them survive uh, the stuntman war and the trigger Keaton is uh, Chuck Norris, isn't he? A kind of a yeah. version of Chuck Norris. Yeah. He's yeah. an absolute fucking arsehole. He's got no <laughs> redeemable features. Yeah going for it he's got really horrible comments throughout but one of them is when, when like he's got the one, the girl in the group is on set and she starts making a comment and he's like if i wanted to listen to like a uh a young woman open her mouth i'd be unzipping my flies and it's like fucking <laughs> hell <laughs> yeah. man yeah it's fucking horrible 
Yeah. Is that horrible? <laughs> it kind of sets him up as being an absolute douchebag. Yeah. And like, why do you yeah. care about what's happening to this guy? But it's so well written and structured. The art is by uh, Chris Chris Schweizer. Yeah, it uh, does an absolutely horrible job. A great yeah. art, isn't it? Like giving them all characters because it's also, also this book is a love love letter to like, action movies and, and like, yeah. Hollywood sort of action movies and action TV shows, wasn't it? That yeah. kind of thing. Because it has like every chapter is introduced like one of the shows that one of the psychics were involved in. Yeah, uh, I remember now. Yeah, it's yeah. like Frankenstein and Frankenstein, where like Frankenstein becomes a cop and him and his <laughs> buddy work together to uh, solve crimes. And There's too much cocaine around that time, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a just such a joy to read for both the action and the the humour. The overmatter in the back is absolutely something else. That's really, really. It was good, good in the individual issues. So I, yeah, have they compiled all of that? Like, cause yeah, all... so you get like a Reddit forum board where people are discussing it. You get bits of uh, the script they're working on, an interview, the actors yurt, which they talk about, and uh, they got an IMDb page for uh for trigger keaton and do you know like they got the did you know section as a trivia yeah in 1987 keaton was accused by stuntman lou rains of intentionally knocking his eye out of a flaming brand during a fight sequence on the tv show martial art which is this fucking great name for a show <laughs> uh, it's just basically walker texas ranger uh, Keaton retorted that it's not his fault that Reeves was terrible at his job and that only having to see half of how shitty he is at life now did him a favour. This was marked the beginning of near countless numbers of such accusations. <laughs> so this, this actor, he, he gets like one of the guys at the studio signed him up for like a lifetime deal of like 10, 15 years of making films and he couldn't get fired. So he was just an absolute fucking bellend yeah. on everything he did. Yeah. And it's almost like getting a team together with this book, isn't it? Like all, all the yes. sidekicks sort of come together. They all come together, try and work out what's what's going yeah. on, and yeah. they're kind of working over the trauma that uh, Trigger Keaton kind of inflicted on them. That but, but some of them they've kind of moved on. A lot of them is kind of yeah, but they're also but, badasses themselves as well. Yes, they're like they're all like stunt actors and things like that. He he forced them to actually because he's absolutely deadly, Trigger Keaton, and he he trained these people up to be martial artists themselves and they they can throw a punch or two except for one who did he did like a like a night rider style show and one of <laughs> yeah. them does the voice for the car and he's just oh, pretty much right. an abject yeah, coward yeah. through the the entire thing yeah so uh if you're a fan of carl stark's all kind of 80s action cinema like me yeah. Uh, I think you get a lot out of the six sidekicks of Trigger Key. I need to reread this because I know there's loads of moments that I just were amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've gone back, read it twice, and some interesting twists as well. Some interesting. Yes, twists. definitely. Yeah, it's nice it's really got the cliffhanger bit down. Like every issue ends with like, "No, I killed him," or "I know who killed him." And then yeah. you read on the next bit, and it's like, "Well, actually, no, I didn't actually do it." But <laughs> <laughs> you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> I can't help but feel like I was partially responsible. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. good though. Yeah, well worth nice. it. Well worth a read. Nice. Oh, can Tell- I just mention something? Uh, Fulishi, I've m- missed two shout outs. Can oh. I quickly squeeze them in here? Yeah, yeah. Can. Uh, Dave Craner for Small Press Day, which is next weekend. He's doing a free UK postage in his online shop, which is glasscitycomics.bigcartel.com. Nice. Nice. Use the code SBD running from the 1st of August to the 7th. You get free UK postage on any of Dave's books. Let's go check that out. Uh, from Alan Henderson, with small press day next weekend, uh, he'll be at Edinburgh event organised by uh, Forbidden Planet in Chambers oh, right. City from 1pm to 5pm for anyone in the area. 
So go check that. Alan Henderson, uh, presumably there with the uh, Penguins, uh, the Edinburgh in the City Chamber from 1pm to 5pm for Small Press Day. If you've got any, I presume Small Press Day, there's going to be quite big, loads of stuff going on. So keep yeah. it peeled. We'll post it in the Slack yeah. if anyone's going here or doing anything. What, yeah. Whatever you're doing, um, whether you be... I think a, Gosh has got one. Yeah. yeah. Be a creator or you just go pop along. We hope you have a great Small Press Day. And discover some new books. Yeah. that's And, and just meet up with some wonderful creators. That's what it's all about. Um, Tony. Yeah, so my last one is um, back to my yearly recommendation for all things Tomorrows. And the most recent one I've read is back issue, issue 145 by Tomorrows of the aforementioned and Michael Yuri, who kind of runs it, edits it. Um, I get this along with Jack Kirby, Collector and Alter Ego on my pull list at the shop and absolutely love them. Every time they come out, I absolutely look forward to them. I think some guests who are coming up on the show also make use of this very much so in the stuff they do um where else are you going to get a magazine that mixes the history the craft and this sort of very infectious nostalgia that they share with you um on spider-man's rogues gallery <laughs> i mean you know it's fairly niche we're all a bit niche aren't we but this is fairly niche um, but they do it with such sort of genuine contagious enthusiasm that you just i just love it um there's also you, you get something on doc ock you get something on the kingpin but also you get a whole article on the jackal and carrion um if you remember them no man i don't remember them with comments from jerry conway and terry kavanagh um a favorite villain of mine uh, i think mostly because he he was on the cover of the first peter parker spectacular spider-man is the tarantula do you remember him with the sort of spiky shoes yeah he's all, all in red how do you fucking walk around like that I was seeing there were like points at the front one and he was kicking people with sort of poison on them, weren't they? Is that right? Yeah. 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 So one was like to knock him out and one was to kill him. That's it, yeah. I don't yeah. know why you'd want to knock him out before killing him, but Yeah. So there's comments from Sal Busima and Conway in that bit as well. There's there's a really good article on Kingpin and it includes um uh, scans of John Romita Jr. Uh sorry, John Romita Senior's um OA on it. Which is just beautiful. Just seeing the original pages. Um, there's also a scan of, I don't, you guys are too young, but at one point comics went horizontal in the UK. So where they used to be magazine size, they were sort of turned on their side and they managed to fit two pages, cram two pages. And there was, um, Fucking hell. yeah, there was super Spider-Man and there was, um, the, t- the Titans issues and it's got some scan to that. It's unusual. Bear in mind, this is an American magazine. Um, there's an OA scan, full page scan of Frank Miller's Kingpin in Dead Devil 177. There's a discussion on Mazzucchelli's art in it. Um, an article on the Puma, if you remember the Puma in Spider-Man. That was always a really mm. weird villain, that one. He was kind of yeah. like a kind of sometimes villain, sometimes ally. Yeah, and it went back to that whole thing that a lot of Spider-Man's rogue, like the Vulture, you know, the Scorpion, um, the, you know, the Lizard, that are all these sort of animal totems things, aren't they? They're sort of, I know they yeah. really lent into that totem thing on JMS, but they, they, they all seem to have for a while, they were like the rhino, you know, there were sort of animals when they compared to Spider-Man. But there's an interview with Tom DeFalco um, and you get the original typed pages of Tom DeFalco's character notes on the story and you get Ron Friends' original designs. Um, I'll just, I'll name a couple of the other villains. There's a piece on the kangaroo, a piece on the gibbon from Spidey 110, <laughs> a piece on Mind Worm from Amazing Spider-Man. Why the fuck would you pick that name, gibbon? <laughs> there's a thing on rocket racer do you remember him the skateboarding yeah. fucking geezer um big wheel um the spot which is more of a recent one um and rapier from peter parker the spectacular spider-man annual 2 um oh there's also a lovely selection of full page i think it's sort of six pages they have like a section in the middle that's all oa and there's um a larson page in there and a zek page 
nice. OA scan of the original pencils and um, a John Romita Senior page as well. So it's worth your money already, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's just great. If you want got any kind of love for the character or the history or you know the original art of it the kirby collector is the other one of my other favorite ones and that has full page kirby pencils and kirby inks nice. it's beautiful stuff yeah you know? um yeah so get anything by two morrows you can get them digitally as well they have the way you can buy them digitally but I, I have tend to have them in their pool list so they're a little bit pricey they're about 10 quid each but to me they're worth it anyway there you go that's my second one guys i would have you know that the, the rapier i would yeah. have like gone that river kind of i would have thought twice about that name <laughs> it's a bit like therapist.com yeah it? fighting the rapier yeah, yeah. what rapier he runs out of a sword oh god thank god <laughs> i think it's mail.com you know it's one of these sort of freebie mail web mm. services and they do all sort of like you know they do all different jobs and one of them is um you can have john smith at at therapist.com <laughs> that's open to confusion yeah 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 they, they got uh it's a classic uh oh god what's the fucking thing with the blue family uh arrested development oh, oh yeah. yeah with tobias and he he's an analyst and a therapist yeah and, and an now <laughs> an anthropist and this was anal rapist and, uh, yeah and... <laughs> <laughs> classic joke um... great series yeah speaking of a, a great series um, to fin- finish off the, have you got two, Dan, or you just got one? No, that's just the one. Just the one. So to finish us off, uh, Sam, leave leave that gap, leave that open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sam, what what would you like to uh, finish us off with? Finish us off with. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just going to skip past that. Yeah, um, probably for the best. So I've got, please yeah, don't. I've got the uh, collection of Long Gone Don by Etherington Brothers which um, it's a hardback edition, which I picked up at Thought Bubble last year from those guys. And it was only about 20 quid, um, I think, um, or 25. And it's like 250 pages. And it's um, kind of if for size. And it's very sort of kind of bon dessinée style, you know, big, big pages, loads of stuff crammed into it. The artwork is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and the stories are really good. Like the whole thing's broken down into kind of five individual stories, um, each equating to about 60 pages or so. So it's kind of like similar kind of structure that you get with like Asterix or Tintin or something like that. Um, and yeah, it's the it's all ages. So, you know, you kids can read it as well. But I've, you know, I read it over Christmas and I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's just... I like flicking through the book now just to just to see how how they kind of lay pages out and things like that because it's it's just oh it's it's just great like do you know you know you can fall into the trap of having reading order issues and things like that yeah. there's just absolutely none of that in this mm-hmm. like you you never get lost uh, you never wonder where you're going next or in terms of like what panel you need to read next or anything like that um, it is it is just really great and you know it does some uh lorenzo etherington does some like fantastic like establishing shots um which just you know make you want to throw your pens in the bin and just go oh, fuck this there's no point <laughs> yeah. um which i'm sure if you said that to him he'd probably want you to you know it'd want the opposite reaction which is to try and get as good as he is you know yeah. he's and quite so, a positive guy. Guys, aren't they? yeah 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 
So if you, I, I don't know for certain if it's at Thought Bowl this year, but I imagine it will be. Um, and those guys generally are like the first table you get to when you get to Thought Bowl. Yeah. So if you've, you know, if you've got twenty quid or whatever, I, I highly recommend you uh, you pick that up. So also, also you can find that um, those those books in like bookshops as well, can't you? Like the DFC sort yeah, of. Yeah, I think they do so. better in bookshops, don't they? Aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, definitely a great. Yeah, I think to, to check out. Yeah, I think it originally came out through the Phoenix. And yeah. Having a quick yeah. look earlier, you can you, you can find like this the individual books on yeah. Amazon Marketplace and things like that. I think they're they're slightly smaller. I think they're the original kind of Phoenix size, which was more kind of US paper size, whereas this is a bit bigger. Mm. Um, so it's you know as a, as a former, I I personally think it's worth forking out for the uh, for the hardback edition just because it's it's also just a nice nice bit of shelf porn as well when it looks you know when you got yeah, it on your shelf nice. it looks good. Nice. <laughs> we're we're very pro uh, shelf porn here. Yeah. And porn. Um, I knew. I was just waiting for that. Um, so there you go a fantastic uh, selection of comics for you to check out Uh, comics and magazines and just general comics goodness and thank you Sam for joining us this week to talk about all manner of things yeah thanks for having me it's been a fun one and we hope you at home have enjoyed it as well if there's any anything we brought up in this week's uh, show um, whether it be a topic of uh, you know working on your own comics or perhaps uh, I said a name of a creator wrong and you want to say, you silly, silly boy. There's several different ways you can e- uh, get in touch with us. You can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. On social media, wherever it may be, uh, we are at the Awesome Pod. If you want to join a wonderful community of people from all over the world um, who just want to talk about comics and just have a good time, just discussion, actually like genuine discussion about comics, then join the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack uh, community and channel loads of groups in there get in touch with us about how to join it's it's growing all the time and there's just lots of good comics vibes which is what we want to um, support um, thank you for listening to us whether it was on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts please subscribe and leave a review just helps get the word out about the show and you know we just really appreciate it feel free to retweet or repost the you know the episodes if yeah. you're enjoying them yeah. you know always lets other people see it you know it introduces us and you to new comics yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. and yeah. Cer- certainly if um, you're listening now and you're a new listener welcome yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, thank you very much for listening to the show. And you may have heard us on like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podknife, Podnose, Podknife. What are the networks are we on, Tony? We're on the Pod Network, Pod Adolf Hitler's Gift Shop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, we're going Marty. We don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. But what you do want to know is that we will be back this time next week. I can say this time because, like, it could—it's very amorphous, isn't it? It could be any time when everyone's listening. But we will be back with more great uh, comics chatter, maybe a little bit of a podcasting chatter as well next week. So just yeah, it's going to be another good one next week. Yeah, stay tuned. And uh, we've also got some other interesting stuff in the works that you should be getting quite excited about yeah um but until then where can people find us online etc tony uh never on anything.com two podcasts dropping from me this week one promoting um uh johnny's new book johnny cannon's new book and another one with some superman themes in it so have a listen out awesome uh dan you can find me you can read vanguard at vanguardcomic.com you can find me on x 
at Vanguard Com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that. Fuck. <laughs> well said. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Um, we, we do a little bit of trolling. We do. Yeah, yeah. We, we do. <laughs> and uh, if you want to see my trolling, then find me on social media at Justin Diablo. Thank you again, Sam, for joining us. Where can people Here, find Sam. you and your work and everything in between? I'm also on X, but fuck that. So um, <laughs> you, can on, you can find me on Instagram under Skinny Drawn Boy. Yes. Stuff. And on the yeah. Slack. You're active on the Slack, yes. man. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying good. to spitball an idea of doing like a kind of like a, a crit, crit club where people put up their work and we kind of go in on it. Not hard, but kind of like we're constructive crits. I think, I think yeah. we've got a history of being fair handed, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, I'll put it forward to the uh, the group. Yeah. So We'll put it in the advice channel, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. Jump yeah. on board and get involved. Thank you very much for listening, everyone at home. We hope you have been entertained, informed, and maybe added some comics um to read this week that mm. you didn't even think about before you heard this show. But and until next time, wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, reading lots of comics. We love you very much. We all love you very much. Don't we, Tony? Sorry, I think my internet went down for a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> um, you, you cut off when you are talking about how much you love the listeners. Um, no, I went again, went again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but whatever you're doing, just keep reading comics, keep making comics. And I always forget this bit. Where should What should the listeners do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, you did. Bye, everyone. See ya. See you then. Bye.